0: Everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting in this war room is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. What up, Dave? Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm okay, <laughs> man. With, uh, you know, just getting through week after week of uh, of being stuck indoors. Um,
1: yeah. Recovered from
0: that. the draft. This is our... I'm st- I'm, st- I'm. still
1: struggling from the draft, I'm not going to lie. I it still was... haven't
0: caught up. <laughs> You should still be bleary eyed from how well you did in that draft but, yeah this is gonna be our season review of the twenty nineteen slash twenty twenty n f l season um it's our final one before yep. the summer break, and who knows what's gonna what's gonna occur um next year for us dave um mm. obviously it's been you know, we've got new arrivals coming up in your house yes, soon to be anyway. fair luck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're turning up, whether it's a boy or a girl, we're not sure yet. But um
1: Well looking forward to meeting word. that one. Um but no. Yes, and it's uh due to arrive mid August, ready for the season, and of course I get six weeks' paternity leave. So mm. I'll get a nice nice chunk of the first NFL season up. And <laughs> uh yeah, I've already offered to do the night feeds, so obviously I'll be awake during the NFL season. But...
0: Yep. Cool, man. <laughs> um <laughs> mine's gonna be turning one in June. So yeah, we've got lots of uh lots of little NFL fans running around but obviously we yeah. don't have the uh, the usual crew um, Punk has not been available uh, Philly Sai has not been available for a long time and the King well the King has pretty much abdicated at this stage so I don't know what we're going to call this podcast <laughs> next season if we're doing it <laughs> but we're going to have to come up with a new name I think
1: uh, third and long <laughs> oh, I'm pretty
0: sure someone's well, got third that in, third and impossible
1: third it? no, and <laughs> third and
0: forever <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll see how <laughs> yeah. if anyone's got any suggestions or anything they want to put forwards. But I, I don't know how we're going to keep calling it Jim and the King. It's been um, almost a trade and standards thing this past season. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll deal with that another time. This one is all about yeah. going through the teams, what happened um, in the season that just just happened. Feels like five years ago now. Um, mm, and what true. we're expecting time, for next yeah. year as well. You know, obviously the schedule's coming out. Well, it's out. Uh, by the time you hear this so yeah we'll we'll talk about the future of the teams as well
1: we already knew who uh, our teams were playing. and i mean we know that for the next 3 years more or less um it's just in what order and where um which is the most important thing um yeah. where the where has already been decided actually um the only reason i mentioned the where brings us on nicely to the first piece of news with the london games yeah the broncos were supposed to be playing in london this year mm-hmm. um that's now not going to happen, unfortunately.
0: Or Mexico, either. Any international game is not happening now.
1: Yeah, it was anticipated to be against the Falcons. Um, but yeah, all of that's been cancelled, I'm afraid.
0: That's a real shame. It could have been a good match. That would be a good match. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, but, you know, completely understand it. And it would be worse if they'd released tickets and then had to refund everyone or, you know, yeah, had delays yeah, in refunding sure. people if it didn't then go ahead. So it just... It doesn't make sense for that to happen. We're going to be lucky if we get an NFL season this year anyway.
1: So, you know, we're doing kind of we'll, clinging to it. I think we'll definitely get a season. Um, whether it will start in September is another issue. And whether or not it's going to be... Um, played in front of empty stadiums is another issue we'll see where we go with that but i think the season will definitely go ahead one way or another um if there's any franchise who can afford to forego the people coming to see it it's going to be the nfl there's enough money in it to be able to soak up that hit quite easily um part of the combined bargaining agreement this time was that players get a certain percentage of the income from the league if the income from the league isn't there if it, from the fans not coming to see it then it just means that the nfl will play the players slightly less it's it's you know the perfect arrangement for them whereas in other sports you have stars who are guaranteed certain prizes and certain amounts that you know like the the nba for example the salaries are almost fully guaranteed because there's only five players on a roster or five starters on a roster at least so yeah, the NFL—they couldn't have foreseen,
0: to. isn't it? So, um, sometimes the contract looks great because you're not expecting uh, a season not to happen. But then you know it works both ways, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Other news, of course, um, bit of bit of fun, I guess. Uh, Earl Thomas, the long-time's the yeah. Seattle Seahawks, now Baltimore Ravens safety, was held at gunpoint allegedly by his wife after she caught him and Thomas's brother engaged in what can only be described as an orgy by TMZ. Uh, were, they well or...
1: were they alone were
0: they alone just the two of them Earl okay. and his I brother well, yeah Earl and his, his brother constitutes there. an orgy <laughs> no I'm well, fairly certain there yeah. were women there as well <laughs> <laughs> oh bless him! i know, never heard about this in Seattle goes to Baltimore just goes off the rails these dirty oh, there's
1: always an agenda with you isn't there
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no best of luck to Earl uh, he got in front of it on his yeah, Instagram right. page. He, he released a video saying that stuff happened. This is just normal stuff for him. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> and also, we got a bit of a, a bung scandal going on with Brett Favres. Um I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, he was getting paid for speaking engagements, but never turned up. Yes. But the money still yes, went I missing. Yes, I heard about this.
1: And, yeah, we and think... uh, he said he's going to have to pay back about $20 million or something stupid yeah. like that.
0: We think, though, this is—he is, is an investor and spokesperson for a pharmaceutical company. And We think that the, the underlying issue here was that they were trying to gain his influence to move the pharmaceutical firm. I think it's to Minnesota. This was a, a way of getting him money.
1: I've just had our lawyers on the phone. Can we say allegedly? Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs>
0: Not been well. Again. It's a fact that he is an investor <laughs> and a, a spokesman for a pharmaceutical company, and they're looking to relocate. No, it's not allegedly, allegedly. No. <laughs> no, They're looking to relocate, so, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely, allegedly. they are, allegedly. It's allegedly the fact that uh, they were bunging him to help uh, grease that move to their location, so. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I said allegedly, <laughs> man. <laughs> so good on Brett Favre. I mean, obviously the Wrangler money has uh, dried up. He's now in pharmaceuticals. I mean, it's not a bad place to be. Just taking the heat off a, a Packers quarterback for a few minutes, I suppose. Good on Brett. Always thinking about the package.
1: Okay, there's always an agenda with you, isn't it? There? It's <laughs> straight down the line. There's always a little kick Damn the end right
0: end. there has to be. Damn right there has to be. <laughs> Let's focus this podcast on the AFC, shall we, Dave? And we'll do another one on the yeah. NFC. Um, so as usual with the AFC, we start in the East. And I guess that means we talk about the team that finished top of the AFC East last season. That was the New England Patriots. Yeah. It was an okay season for them regular season wise, I guess. You know, they got to the playoffs albeit um, suffered a bit of an embarrassing week 17 loss to the Dolphins, which meant that they lost their second seed. And then of course they get done at home to the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill under center with a, with a pick six to Tom Brady as their last, last throw as well. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just had to put that one in there as
1: well. Yes. In late in Brady's last two games, he lost against the Dolphins, the right, the former Ryan Tannehill Dolphins. Now the, uh, Fitzpatrick Dolphins. Yep. Um, and then lost to the Titans. What a way for a franchise to end. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think last season, during the season, the Patriots were a funny team. They started off, um, I think they played the Dolphins pretty early um, and they stormed the Dolphins. I mean, it was a ridiculous score. something like 50 to th- 3 or something stupid like that. Yeah, that was the one um, game that Antonio Brown played for them, wasn't it? And he got a touchdown. Yes. Or was it 43? No, it was 43 0. That was it. It was 43-0. And there was that funny stat by about week six or seven that the Patriots' defence has actually scored more than their offence or something like that. And yep. Brady could just, just have ground the ball and their record wouldn't be exactly the same. And everyone was <laughs> waxing lyrical about the defence. I'm sure I probably did at some point as well. Mm-hmm. But not very often the teams shut out, uh, get multiple shutouts in one season. They did against the Eagles. No, they didn't against the Eagles. The Eagles did score, but that game could quite easily have been a shutout. Um Bengals, I think, got garbage points late. Cowboys did as well. Cowboys did their usual thing of losing to a good team, mm-hmm. um, but I think they generally looked like a decent team all the way through the season. But towards the end, we sort of started to see one or two things fall apart, and it was very much a case of there's no wide receivers, there's no tight ends. It's you've got an aging quarterback who's not great on his feet, who's got no one to try and find, and that really true through um, towards the end of the season. I mean. The Bills came very close to beating them second to last game of the season as well. Mm-hmm. So, regular season, Raven, uh, the Patriots kind of are what you are. Um, you expect them to be slightly better in the wild card round, but yeah, the Titans were superb in the, in the wild t- card
0: round. They are typically slow starters, and it's always yeah. fueled the narrative for the last four or five years that, that Brady's washed up, and then I think he just likes yeah, it. But last year,
1: last more. year they weren't. They weren't slow stars last year. No. They started on fire, especially. I mean, defense. on
0: offense, more more so than on defense. Mm, Either yeah. way, um, I agree. It's not, everyone's going to talk about the fact that Brady's now gone, but it's not just Tom Brady that's left this Patriots team. It's Carl Van Noy, who's gone to Miami on a $50 million yeah. deal. It's Jamie Collins, who's gone to Detroit. Yeah. It's Danny Shelton, who's gone to Detroit. So that's two of the, the key pieces on the defensive front. They, they've lost some big, big pieces there on defense. And you talk about not having any wide receivers, but they still sunk their first round pick last year into Nikhil Harry. Okay, it didn't really work out. And they but they still then moved mid season for Mohammed Sanoo. So they were trading around, they were trying to get help to
1: to Brady. Yeah. I mean they 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 got rid of a second, you know, second round pick for Mohammed Sanoo. And yeah. at the time I think I said that might turn out to be a sneaky good move. The only reason it hasn't turned out to be sneaky good is because they didn't have that chemistry and you expected Sanu to go in and almost become uh, that crutch that Edelman had been for so long, but it just didn't quite work out. Now you put it into context that, you know, look what Arizona got for a second round in terms of a wide receiver. you <laughs> <It's, so laughs> can't it, be it's judged by anything value. else,
0: man. That's ridiculous. No,
1: absolutely. Abs- the thing is, you can't compare the two because they were done at completely different times. Um, by I mean, the Sanu to the Patriots deal didn't involve an idiot whereas the other one did. So let's sort of, you know, let's not bill O'Brien the hell out of this. The new transfer might still end up being a very, very good piece of business for the uh, for the Patriots. But right now, he looks as though he's a slightly over-Patriot, which is a bit of a surprise. He certainly looked better in Atlanta. So it wasn't
0: yeah. a stupid move to make. He's an established wide receiver. If you look at the moves they've yep. made in free agency as well, um, they've brought in Bo Allen, defensive tackle from Tampa Bay, uh, Adrian Phillips, free safety from the Chargers, Uh, They re-signed Shaq Calhoun uh, and a a move for Damier Bird, who's a wide
1: receiver for the Cardinals. I think re-signing McCourty is probably probably a big deal for them as well. Yeah, he's he's getting on a bit though. He is, but he's only signed a two-year deal. So I think for them, it makes perfect sense. Um, And Joe Tunney as well, I think, is franchised.
0: One thing I was certainly expecting when it came to the draft, Dave, was that... um, Belichick would go defense with his his first picks. He traded out of the first round, actually. Yeah. Um, so the Chargers could move in to get, I think it was Kenneth Murray. Uh, they got a second and a third for that. Yeah. Uh, they picked up Carl Duggar, safety from Lenore Rhine, uh, with the with the 37th pick, which is a, a very good pick, I think. Uh, he's one of the better safeties in that class. Then in the second round, they also got Josh Uche mm-hmm. from Michigan, outside linebacker, and, uh, and Fernie Jennings, yeah. outside linebacker from Alabama. In the third round, and then they went two tight ends. It's been a long time since they had two tight ends, and they were <laughs> quite successful when they did, at least for a while. while,
1: while they were still
0: not in jail, or uh, you know, yeah. But I,
1: th- I don't think it was too much of a surprise that they went uh, defense for the first three picks. No, um, it, the next two again tight ends. You can see that it was it was the fifth round pick, which was uh, particularly oh, a particularly surprise. Robust. The kicker. Well, they haven't
0: re-signed uh, Goskowski, have they? So they needed the kicker. No, Goskowski's still on the free. Yeah, and, and then they've they've re-signed Brian Hoyer as well. So yes, they're definitely rolling with Stidham and Hoyer as the backup. Yeah. I'm assuming, or are even thinking about starting I'd... Hoyer and having
1: Stidham still sit if yeah.
0: they are not comfortable. I
1: don't see. Uh, there's still a lot of talk about Cam potentially going. There. I still don't see it. Yeah. I was That's half it. expecting. Um, I was still half expecting this week Andy Dalton to turn up in New England mm. to be honest because uh, no, Dalton Dallas was released only. by the Bengals he's gone to Dallas so I was, it was a bit of a surprise I got a text from someone immediately as soon as it happened going, Dalton's gone to the ben- gone from the Bengals I bet he goes to the Patriots I was like yeah 100% and then I went to Dallas and I thought well, it makes sense for Dallas it's a good move for Dallas it is um, so yeah but it's, it is now I mean for the first time in years and this really leads on to what we were saying about looking at teams for next season. New England really have, uh, for the first time in a long time, a quarterback who's worse than most people's second option. There's a lot of teams who have two options who are potentially better than both the options in New England. So if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm a little bit a little bit unsure of what our future lies at the moment because defence don't look great and offence not looking brilliant. So it's a, it's a bit of a funny one at the moment, if I'm honest. And next year, they've got the highest strength schedule out of all the teams next year.
0: Yeah, I was speaking to our Patriot confidant, uh, Patriot Mark, and he—he's mm-hmm. you know, he's not as worried as I would be if I was a Patriot fan. Partly it's because he's got six rings in the last, what, 15 years to uh, fall back on. So it doesn't really matter to him, you know. Uh, and it shouldn't really matter to all Patriot fans. The whole point of the NFL is you're supposed to be cyclical. You're supposed to have times when you're on top and then, you know, the players that got you there, they start to retire or they have to move on, you can't afford them anymore. It's supposed to be a cyclical programme. It's only that the, the Patriots with their coaching tree has, has kind yeah. of stopped that wheel for so long. And it's, it's kind of an anomaly.
1: But at the same time, you have to if you're a Patriots fan, you spent so long at the top, you don't want that to ever end. So there's always going to be those nerves going. And the issue is at the moment, they've got only $1.7 million of effective cap space. So it's not as though they can go out and that's probably one reason why they didn't go out and get Dalton. There's only two teams who have got less cap space than that. Um, so maybe that's the reason why they haven't gone out and got anyone.
0: Thoughts then for next season for the Patriots, Dave? Are we seeing a complete collapse of them, do we think? Or is it? You know, are they still going
1: to win the division? Um, I don't think they'll win the division. I really don't. I think they will... If they can finish... With eight wins, I think they'll take that. I think they'll be very, very happy with that. Okay. Um, I would. I'm going to note these down because last season, what we did is uh, we had that we had that uh, competition where we basically, I think we drew, um, saying where we were going to end up. Yeah. So I'm going to do the same again. I'll make a note of them. (laughs) I reckon they'll get. I'm going to say six wins. Only six wins now. You just said eight, and eight would be great. Only. No, I said eight and eight will be great. Yeah, um, and I still stand by that. I think eight and eight will be fantastic for them. They'll accept that. But I'm going to go six wins. I'm going to hard, hard their win wins. Okay, I'm going to say six wins. What say you, Jim? Um, as
0: much as I'd love to say six or lower, <laughs> this is still the Patriots we're talking yeah. about, and there is a there is a fear factor, especially that the AFC's teams. Until you've beaten them, you ain't you ain't expected to beat mm. them. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, I would let me let's give them seven. <laughs> I'm going on the over for six. You want to go seven? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, that's fine. I'm happy with that.
0: As much as I don't rate their team, yeah. I don't, you know I, I don't see many positives for that team this season. I still think that there is that fear of going into New England, uh that especially the AFC East teams have. And until they get if they yeah. if they come out and they lose the first three games or something, then they're gonna be in massive trouble. But they, they find ways to grind out games.
1: They have done previously, but I just don't yeah. see it this time. I really don't. Um, the Broncos play against the Patriots at Gillette Stadium this season um, probably so that will be interesting So will uh, uh, they also obviously play the Chiefs and the Chargers and uh, those pesky Raiders as well so it wouldn't shock me if they get 7 or 8 wins um, I don't think they go any higher than 8 I really don't um, but yeah I'll, I'll put the number on 6 I think they'll get 6 wins
0: yeah, you can't move it above six now, Dave. You can't start moving that around. No, no, no.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm confident with six. I'm happy with six as a number.
0: Let's move on to those Buffalo Bills then, okay? Uh, had yeah. a 10-6 and six record, so much better than, um, well, most outsiders of Buffalo would be thinking. A uh, very good start to season. Tailed off a little bit. The last uh, what, four games, they lost three of them. Still got into the playoffs, though. They lost to uh, the Texans. It was a bit of a back-and-forth game. So, you know, I think as far as I can see, they lost to the better quarterback in that game. You see some of the moves like uh, the one where Deshaun Watson didn't manage to get sacked despite getting hit by two people at the same time, ran out, and then it was still a great, got a completion. It was a
1: great game.
0: It was it really turned on those game. moves. Yeah, it was a very good game. Buffalo got their tails up now as a fan base and uh, had a very good draft. So they traded their first, fifth, sixth, as well as a fourth next year for Stephon Diggs to come along, so they lost out their first round pick Yeah, uh, for that. Second round, AJ Epinesa, the defensive end from Iowa, was just sitting there, so that's a perfect fit, I think, for Buffalo. Round three, they went for Zach Moss. Bit strange things they had Devin Singletary there. Um, they drafted last year, who looked very good, but I guess if you've moved on, people like Frank Gore, yeah. Gabriel Davis, a wide receiver from uh, University of Central Florida, fine. You know, it's a round four pick. They uh, took Jake Fromm, who is a guy that I don't rate at all, quarterback from Georgia. But you know he's going to be a backup, so I guess it's a slight improvement yeah. in their backup quarterback uh, depth. And then after that, I, I think maybe Isaiah Isaiah Hodkins from Oregon State, the wide receiver they took in the sixth, is the kind of pick of the last three. One was a kicker, so fairly good draft. You know they they made a good move there of Epinesa. He's going to fit in. Instantly, they had a ten and six record. They must be thinking they've got a very good chance of winning this division with uh, Brady gone.
1: Yeah, I mean they they really leaned on their defense last year. Yeah. Um, if you look at yards per game, they were the third best team um, in the NFL, and they've kind of stacked on beyond that, adding AJ Epinesa to um, to their defense as well. So I think they know where their strength is. Keep on. Uh, strengthening there. Uh, there's no major losses for them. Well, Shaq Lawson's of... gone to Miami on the 30th. Yes, I there. mean, but... yeah, they Defensive were end. never, never going to keep Shaq Lawson. Yeah, never going to keep Shaq Lawson. Defensive end, been replaced by A.J. Epinesa. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's, it's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Punk as well, uh, towards the middle of the season, towards the end of the season even. And, uh, yeah, he was waxing lyrical about the... Uh, the uh, Bills' defence. So, yeah. they are a superb team. Great team. The only problem is they don't have a quarterback to, to really <laughs> hang out on. That's the, <laughs> that's the only unless issue. you're a is, unless you're Buffalo
0: issue. fan, they love him.
1: They do, but, I mean, it's, it's okay to love someone. There's no problem with that. I mean, yep. Jags fans last season loved Garnam Inch. Mm-hmm. If you said, you want Pat Mahomes instead? they go, yeah, obviously. Well,
2: so, he's
1: not a guy... <laughs> <laughs> but, but Pat Mahomes is a bit, you know. But I mean, if you, are, if you, uh, as a Denver fan, I, I really like Drew Luck. I really like Drew Luck. But if you said, do you want Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an utter no-brainer. Should be a no Is a franchise quarterback. Every single Bills fan would swap, would immediately swap Josh Allen for someone who is a genuine franchise quarterback. They absolutely would. No matter how much you love him, they would absolutely
0: swap him. I, I disagree with you on he that does. one. I, I've seen these Buffalo fans they on should. social media. They, they've drunk they the Kool aid hard on Josh Allen. Um, they have drafted... Yeah, they like, they, what they've they want. <laughs> they've signed a few people in free agency. Some older ones like Mario Addison from uh, Carolina.
1: Oh Josh, God, Norman.
0: I
2: forgot about
0: him. Yeah. Josh Norman's gone over yeah. there on a one-year deal. And Josh Norman's gone over the hill. Vernon Butler as well, defensive tackle from the from the Panthers. He's gone there for fifteen mil. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Panthers in the 50 NFC. Mil. Fifteen mil, 15 mil. We'll talk That's about the Panthers. Awesome, they were man. the only team that only drafted defensive players, but they are looking for a complete sea yeah. change in their in their roster. So people like Butler and Addison got the short end of it. AJ Klein as well. They've picked up from uh, the Saints on an eighteen million three year yeah. deal. So lot of moving around, but they seem to be working the right way. Uh, Sean McDermott, after some initial struggles as a head coach, seems to be bedding in alright in, in Buffalo now. How how do they improve on their 10-4 record, Dave? Are they going to improve? No. no. I mean,
1: the only way that... No, the only way Sorry, that 10 they... And 6. Uh, yeah, the only way that they improve on that record is with the extra game that we're going to see. I think that's right. what really is going to allow them to still get 10 wins. Um, I think their defence is going to win them games. And with next season the way it's going to be, and unfortunately you're going to hear me repeat myself quite a few times, defence is going to win games next season because statistically, and I think most of the time, defensive players are more ball intelligent than offensive players. It's easier to get an offensive click than it is a Mm defence. So I think a lot of the time, you will see defences who last season weren't penalised a a, a huge amount, um, were structurally correct and have got the right people in them. They will continue to have success. And I think the Bills will be one of those teams. Um, Do I think they'll get 10 wins? Probably not um, because of their offensive deficiencies Um, and with the amount of noise that will come out from... um, a certain wide receiver that came from Minnesota, but <laughs> I, yeah, for me, 10 feels a bit rich. I'll, I'll go in the over and under, I'll go for eight or nine. I'm going to go nine. I'm going to go
0: nine. Yeah. I mean, if, if we're thinking that the Patriots aren't going to uh, reach the, uh, the heights of 12, like they did last year, I think that someone's going to mop it up and the Bills are well-placed you know, to grind out some of those wins. They're, they're a tough team.
1: I agree that someone will mop it up and I don't think it will be the Bills, though. How many wins are you going for?
0: I'll, I'll go for 10 again. I'm okay going and remember,
1: 10. Remember, it's, it's a 17-game it's season. I know, exactly, so. yeah. So
0: it's slightly worse than, than last season, but only just. I think that you know they're still going yeah. to be pushing for playoff you know, in contention there for I think the, if the if most you, part if, of the season.
1: If you gave the Bills... Fans, or if you gave the Bills um, sensible fans, most uh, the offer of ten wins, I think they'd take it immediately because they realise that's probably going to get them a wild spot with the extra wild card spot this year as well. So yeah. yeah, I think it makes sense.
0: Yep. Okay, let's talk about the New York Jets. J E T S. Yes. Seven and nine last year. A lot of stuff didn't really work. They had some problems. Obviously, Sam Donald had mono through the middle of that season. Yep. So, you know, they lost three in a row. So they lost lost the first four games of the season, including the bye week, which split it up. Um, if you look at by week nine, they were seven and one. Sorry, one and seven as a record, which isn't good. I think if we're looking at a statistical record, but from week 10, they started to turn it on. They only lost two games after that, obviously. Uh, yeah, seven and nine. It was better than what I thought was their best case scenario when I looked at their record. At, uh, at week 10. So, sorry, from week 11. So they just think... beaten the Giants. And I thought, well, they'll probably get to six and 10 if they're lucky. And they got to seven and nine. So yeah. they certainly got better as the, the season went on. There was a good win against, um, against Dallas. They were the only
1: bad team that beat Dallas last season.
0: That's right. Well, that was, the, was week six, wasn't it? Yeah. They they won 24, yeah. 22 in week six. I was looking, it was before the actual run happened. Yeah. But yeah, either way, a lot of stuff didn't work. So Sam Dunham was out for a long time. Le'Veon Bell didn't, Get utilized the right way, so it's
1: kind of pointless in being there. That run was against bad teams. I'm not yeah. going to lie. So yeah. the, the, they beat the Giants, who the Giants last season were not great. Redskins nope. again, not a lot of value there last season. Second overall pick. The uh, most overrated, the most overrated team in the <laughs> NFL. They beat the Raiders. Um, then they lost to the Bengals. That was the weirdest game I think I've ever seen in my entire.
0: Twenty-two-six. Yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't
1: even close. Yeah. Well, no, it, it was. Don't let the scoreline fool it. you. It was close. It was. <laughs> um, and then that was the game where I think uh, Dalton came back in. It was, those, yeah. Uh, Exodus, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then they w- they won by the odd point against the Dolphins, got murdered by the Ravens. I think that was a Thursday night game. I might have been. Um, Probably. Because I effectively won that week on fantasy just by the Thursday night games. I think I got. A, <laughs> I came out a Thursday night with about seventy points. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, beat the Steelers. The Steelers weren't the Steelers last season, so gloss over that. Yep. Um, and then beat the Bills. The Bills were basically resting a lot of players because they knew they had a playoff spot. So exactly. It kind of the run. It was a great run, but it wasn't. It's not something you can hang your hat on. It wasn't. A, they didn't beat great teams. They, if anything, they went the other way and lost games that they should have should have won.
0: Well, um, either way,
1: in the draft they they got exactly what they needed to first overall.
0: They smashed it. I mean, Mackay Becton fell to them for eleventh. Um,
1: yeah,
0: offensive tackle from Louisville. Second round, Denzel Mims, who was touted as a, a, wide, a first round talent. It was just the well, problem with this class this year was, it was any, so deep. Any
1: other year, any other yep. year, he would have gone first round, rather, and no doubt, no doubt
0: Yeah, Ashton Davis, the safety from California, was a steal in round three, as well as Jabari Zaniga, the defensive end from Florida. Uh, They picked up another running back in the Michael Perrine. James Morgan is just a backup quarterback from Florida International. And Cameron Clark, offensive tackle in the fourth round as well, out of Charlotte. Uh, Bryce Hall, again, a very good um, cornerback from Virginia. It's a great pick.
1: Uh, I think there was character issues that uh, led to him falling down to the first yeah. round. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. If you can get him playing, then, you know, I think you've you've obviously uh, got yourself a bit of a steal there. But, with mm. Enzo Mims, I mean, the first two picks really were... I can't Let's say three. Ashton Davis, pick.
0: to put in with um, Jamal Adams next season is going to be dangerous. Yes.
1: If Jamal Adams is there, that's the only issue. You'd hope so. You um, would. But, new word, but um, if not, then they've got themselves a nice little replacement. It's probably not like, well, certainly not like for like, but Denzel Mims is there. the natural replacement for Robbie Anderson who's now gone to the Panthers. Yeah. So, yeah, they've, they've definitely addressed their need without any shadow of a doubt.
0: And if we just look at the free agency as well, what they've more, they've moved in, obviously Robbie Anderson has gone uh, to Carolina. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, I guess... The problem for the Jets is there wasn't a awful lot of talent on the squad last season to lose.
1: There is, there is still there was there was some talent there. It's just that a lot of it. It didn't really work all that well. Mm. Um, the, the issue, I mean, the main issue with the Jets going into next season is the same issue this season. It's that offensive line. That's the issue with it. And when you look at, I mean, I think Brian Kelly was retired. Yeah. Um, or he's gone somewhere certainly not there anymore and they've replaced it with Becton but you would have liked to have seen you know, three or four offensive tackles um, high. The, the big steal for them is if they can turn one of their undrafted free agents into a, a good starter and that'll be a big uh, big plus for them but right now their offensive line still looks like a concern
0: They made their moves in free agency in terms of the line they picked up George Fan, the tackle from Seattle for £30 million. Connor McGovern, your old centre, for twenty-seven million. Which and Greg Van Rosen from Carolina at guard for ten point five.
1: Which again, um, I like Connor McGovern. I think he's okay. He's certainly not worth twenty-seven million. He's really not, especially when eighteen million, if it was fully guaranteed as well. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason we let him go and replaced him with a third round pick. Um, Mm. He's I don't think he's all that. I just don't see that offensive line being being able to hold water at the moment. I really don't. It's not going to help their run game when you've got Le'Veon Bell. He's he he really benefits from from offensive lines being able to open space. You know, his ability to wait for the wait for the space and run through. I mean, you spent years watching him. When you've got a good offensive line he will utterly dominate a game. When you've got a bad offensive line, he'll go missing. And that happened all of last season. His longest run was 19 yards, I think, in the entire yeah. season. So, so the offensive line is still a concern. It really is.
0: It is, but Mackay Becton is a dangerous person. He just likes to go out and hurt people on yeah. plays, doesn't he? He, just, he targets someone and just puts them into the ground, just pancakes them.
1: He does. So, but, but let's not let's not forget, though, that typically, especially in the last few years as well, with the reduction of padded practices, you typically don't see an offensive tackle, a tackle especially, being effective in the first year of their contract. It doesn't happen. Guards, yeah. You see guards being a little bit more effective because you can play on the interior and you sort of get sandwiched between got the tackle and the centre. So it's a, yeah. lo- it's a lot easier. Yeah. When you've got an outside linebacker and an edge rusher double team with you, and you've got a tight end who doesn't really want to help you all that much, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And with Ten, he's a big old guy as well. So you're going to have yeah. a mobile tight end who's going to be able to get around him.
0: What are we doing with the record then next year, Dave? They went seven and nine despite all the odds. Like you said, it was an easy run in.
1: Uh, I them? reckon they'll go I reckon they'll go nine and eight, Mitchell. Okay. So I'm giving them nine wins, nine wins.
0: So despite everything you just said, think, that they're all no, on the I, belt, belt would be good I enough. Think,
1: <laughs> I think they will be better. I've said this as well. I think they'll be better, but their big concern is still that offensive line. Yeah. That's my concern. That's the only concern I have with them. I think in the secondary, they're still they're much better. the receiving core still good. Um, they've got eighteen million pounds worth of effective cap space as well, which means that they can go out and really try and target some of the free agents who are still available because you've got people who are available who can really help them. I mean, they still you know still offensive linemen who can come in and do a good job now. I mean, Everson Griffiths is still available on the defense. They could really turn that defense. They could go and get Griffiths and Clowney, stick Logan Ryan in there as well. Why not? <laughs> they can turn that defense into something really special. I doubt that they will. They'll probably just sit on the 18 million and hold it for next year. But yeah. they still have options, which leads me to believe, you know, you have to want to do something um, with that amount of money left. You really do.
0: Um, I'm only going to give them six wins next year, purely because some teams have to lose. And despite the fact that I do like their draft class, in that division, they're, they're going to be the ones that come out. The, well, I, I prefer the other teams in the
1: division, to be honest. I wish it wasn't yeah. the case. I think it's, it's kind of good that we're, 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 going, we're going the other way where I think the Patriots will get six and you think the Jets will get six. So I think it's yep. good that we have that level of symmetry.
0: I've given the Jets plenty of praise before and they've always let me down. So... I feel like a proper jetsman. <laughs> They've <laughs> let everyone down. They have, they have. Fingers crossed, they do better than that. Obviously, I don't want them to go six wins, but it's just looking yeah, at someone's mind. got to lose. That uh, just going that way. <laughs> Let's talk about then the team that had the fourteen picks in the in the draft, the team that I mean have have done the most, I think, in terms of off season moves, and that is the Miami yeah. Dolphins. They finished last season five and eleven. Uh, a team that was touted as being tanking the entire season. They were 0-7. They'd already had their bye week before they finally got a win against the Jets in Week 9. Uh, they finished up, like I said, winning those five games. No more than two wins in a row. One of them was an overtime win over Cincinnati in Week 16. But they did get that that win against the, the Patriots in Week 17 at New England, yeah. uh, 27-24. So it's a nice way to end the season um especially when you're knocking them off the uh, the second seed so great result in the end for the dolphins but they they were always knowing that it was going to be what happened after the the final ball got kicked that was going to matter to them moving into next year so yeah look at the draft they didn't move as we thought they were going to up from 5 to 3 to take to a tonga because Tua didn't get picked in the first four picks, so they're sitting there at five. They take him no. from Alabama. I I still think that was the right move, even if Tua gets injured or re-injured or couldn't play. Um, it made the sense at the time. It's a bit like when you look at the Sam Darnold pick for the Jets at number three in his draft. You know, even yeah. though it hasn't quite worked out for Sam yet, it made the most sense. I'm not going to berate them for making that pick. So it could it could mean that we get the best of Tua Tagovailoa. Which is the like uber accurate pocket passer?
1: No, I think of the thirty-one other GMs in the same position, I think certainly more make that choice than don't. Um, I think it's a very, very sensible pick. Yeah. Um, obviously, the next pick of uh, uh, Austin, Austin Jackson, Jackson. Jackson was a little bit of a little bit of a surprise. I thought there was uh, other players who potentially they could have. Uh, there was, I think, there was a little bit of a run on tackles just before then, so they were slightly unfortunate. Um, but you, with tackles, it's it's a little bit of a crapshoot, you know. You you sometimes pick up a guy in the second round who turns out to be amazing, uh, so yeah, he could well end up being being that as well. We got taken at eighteen. That was the fifth all.
0: tackle. <laughs> yeah. So <What>? you know, <laughs> they'd already lost those four, those yeah. first four. You you couldn't really afford to lose another one. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Josh Jones was the um, consensus. He didn't go until around three, so it was maybe a slight reach. But when you want to protect your quarterback, then it looks sensible if Austin Jackson works out. And you,
1: you know, played for USC. It's not a, not a bad place to be playing for. Um, I mean, the thing that I find quite interesting. I was watching. Uh, I was uh, on Twitter, having a look around what people's reactions were. Because I think that it, on draft night, that's one of the fun things looking at what the immediate reaction is of the uh, the. Uh, that fans fraternity and Miami fans were on the whole a bit disappointed from what I saw because they they, it was kind of the worst kept secret they knew they were getting to us so it's difficult to get excited when you know you're going to win uh you're going to get a certain quarterback so you look and go yeah okay I'm happy with that they they could have gone for Herbert
0: or something stupid you know
1: well you, 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 they weren't going to, so you, you you kind of go, yeah, no, I'm happy with that. That's cool. You don't you know. Whereas we we got Jerry Judy, so I was jumping up and down. So I did not. I, under no circumstances did I think that that was going to happen. <laughs> now off after that, they pick up. Uh, they pick up an offensive. What was he the fifth or sixth offensive tackle, as you said? So fifth. you kind of go in. A hand, our hand got forced into that. He's not really the guy we wanted, but okay, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And then they took the consensus fourth best. Cornerback. After that, I'm not going to say his name because, well, I can't. Um, but so they came out of it going. Babe, who are you talking about? Noah and Solomon. Big <laughs> That's the one. And from Auburn, you've been practicing that. No, no. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so the, a lot of, I think the Miami fans came away from me going, "Well, one guy we knew we were going to get." Then our hand was forced to pick up, like you know, the fifth best. And then we picked up the consensus. Well, the guy who was outside of the consensus top picks for corner. Still in the first round, a bit yeah. disappointed, which which I, I mm. understand. But at the same time, you filled three massive area of needs. But again, you know, then after that,
0: just to say, okay. I mean, you know, he he was also the fifth cornerback taken. So there had already yeah. been four cornerbacks taken. You know, Akuda, yeah. C.J. Henderson, AJ Terrell, and Damon Arnett had gone before. So
1: when you look at the board yeah. that was
0: remaining, which means that
1: their hand got felt, their hand got forced again.
0: But they're but they're sensible moves. So they we, will, they waited for their pick to turn up and then they they took it.
1: They are, but you can understand why some of the fans might be a little disappointed. Fans um, got over themselves. They have. Well, I mean, I think that's, it's a solid that's first the same round. to be said. That's the same to be said for all of us. I don't think yes. there's any set of fans that doesn't need to get over themselves. But that's why we're fans. That's what we are. Yeah. Um. Second round, Bob Hunt. I think that was a very good signing. I saw a lot of his game tape as well. For, I mean, obviously, for Louisiana. Uh, yep. big, God. big, strong guy, instant starter. Um, and yeah, I'll let you do the rundown for the rest of them. But, <laughs> no, <I think> <laughs> well, just. Class. Yeah. Well, I mean, Raquan Davis. I mean, what a guy. Interior terror. Defensive terror. That's what that stands for. He's not a defensive tackle. Is an absolute war machine inside.
0: You don't start a so, Bammer unless you are a very good defensive player.
1: Yeah, I mean, every single thing about this guy says he should be first round overall. Every single thing tells you he should be a first round pick, but it just wasn't because of the amount of offensive of offensive talent that was in there. So they yeah. picked up an absolute bargain. I don't think they were really in in the zone for a, a defensive tackle, especially that high and well, especially that high being a second round pick. Mm. Um, but no, they've done really well, really well.
0: Yeah, Brandon Jones was a, a fairly decent pickup. It was the right right time to take him in round three from the safety from Texas. Uh, Curtis Weaver, defensive end from Boise State, oh, I had mock draft to the Patriots in round one, went around five. So, you know, I thought that was about a need rather than anything else, but there we go. Completely wrong
1: there. I didn't like Curtis Weaver when I saw him, if I'm honest. I did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, like, didn't <laughs> like the movement. That's That's the funny thing. No, but he's a guy. He's a guy who will he'll be boom or bust. Yeah, um, and we'll probably be sitting here in a couple of years, and you'll be. Well, I think does one you thing up, very yeah, good. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. but there's nothing anyway. wrong with that. There's some players who do nothing very good. <laughs> yeah. there's nothing wrong with being a one. Exactly. Player if you do it well.
0: But again, that was a, that was a very good draft for them. I think they made sensible picks all the way through, and if you look at what they've done in free agency, where they had so much cap space anyway, they've they've gone all there are, out. There's got, a
1: few there's still a few question marks over what they've done and how much they've paid players. Okay. I think they've overplayed that overpaid for Noy a little bit. I think they've overpaid, um, for Brandon Byron Jones. Jo- Byron, Byron Jones. Jones was the big one. So they've, yeah. They've now got the two highest paid cornerbacks in the NFL yeah him with jones and howard and i don't think they've got the best cornerbacks in the nfl the best (laughs) cornerback pairing i don't think they've got the best cornerback pairing in their um division Division. it's a bit of a weird thing but with shaq lawson and emmanuel logger on the edge now i think it makes perfect sense that you've you've shored up the pass rush so sure the back as well with yeah it it feels like they've done the right thing it just feels like they have slightly overpaid which to get a player to go and play in that Miami team, you're going to have to pay them. So I understand why it's happened.
0: And they've got a keep to leave just sat there, haven't they? What they
1: picked up last no, year. No, he's gone. Is he no, gone? Ah, oh, that's yes. a shame. He's on the free. They picked <laughs> up his contract for I think uh, they they they're they're actually given him and a seventh for nothing, um, or something like that. Or they were given him and a fourth, and they had to give up a seventh or something. So it was basically to take on his contract, which they did. Yeah. Um. So he's technically an unrestricted free agent, so he can talk to anyone. I don't think he'll find a team, if I'm honest. I think Akib Talib is pretty much done in the NFL. Mm. That's not, not, no sour grapes there at all. I think he's great. And I think he should find another team. Yeah, It's just there's so many young, dynamic corners coming in. And he's had injuries in previous year. And you know what else? You know the other things that come with Akib Talib as well. Um, and I think there's just a bit too much noise around him. So it might end up being a Dominic Rogers, cromart situation. Yeah, he just sort of just prices himself out of the league. Mm.
0: Just one look, quick thing to say about overpaying: bad teams usually have yep. to overpay to get these players across. And yeah, whether you like right it or not, for Miami, ahead. they have been bad for a long time. So you know, yeah. Um yeah, that, and if you've got the money to spend, you might as well, you know.
1: Oh yeah, they're still got 27 million. Year. Yeah, they've, they've still, still got, got 27 million in cap space. Yes, yeah, I guarantee. Same. I'm going to put my hat on the table now. I'm not wearing a hat, but I'm gonna put my wig on the table <laughs> and I'm gonna say they're gonna sign one more in, in inverted commas star. There's going to be okay. one more, one more player who we wouldn't expect to be there is going to go there before the start of next season. Whether are they, they QB safe? uh, no, no, I don't think they are. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I don't think it's. um, I don't think it's new. Cam Newton. I don't think it's any. I don't think it's. I don't think it's quarterback at all. I think what we're going to see is someone like uh, Jadavion Clowney, for example. Mm. I mean, Clowney can still play defensive end, can still play outside linebacker as well. So I think there's a fairly good chance that um, he may come in in the rotation on the line. Um, It wouldn't shock me if we do see another another star going there so to speak or even if they trade for someone they've still got capital for next season as well
0: yeah they have so okay they got five wins last year dave what are you giving
1: them this year i'm going nine wins nine nine i'm being nine, controversial yeah. we have the nine wins for the dolphins
0: oh dave 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 that's not controversial
1: <laughs> what are you going for 11 wins Ooh, ooh, I like your bacon. Go mm-hmm. on, son. Um, yeah. Well, last season, listen to our review show, and you'll find that I did say that Brian Flores was the coach of the season last year. You did? Because it's all about expectations. Well, it's, about, it's about their achievements minus their expectations. Yeah. And they have the biggest plus. So Andy Reid, for me, broke even almost, because he did what you expected them to do. Right. Um, and that's not me having a dig, it's just that <laughs> it's he a bit. had a super bowl winning had a super bowl winning team. You know, that's what he so they went and won the Super Bowl. Well done, but you've done what you should have done. It's as simple as that. Um Mike Vrabel, again in the conversation for coach of the season. Um, mm. but Brian Flores now has to move on to that next level. And we've seen first year coaches not normally of the Belichick um sort of stable, but We've seen coaches have a good first year um, and now he's up to him. He's been given the keys. You know, he's got an embarrassment of riches now. You now need to go and earn your, your stripes as an NFL coach. Um, but from everything we saw last year, he turned a really horrible tanking franchise yeah. into what, what, is, what was essentially um, one of the places to look at now. So we both agree That they're in with the chance of winning that division. You've got um, the Dolphins with eleven, the Bills with ten, Patriots with seven, and Jets with six. I've got Bills, Jets, and Dolphins all on nine. That wasn't planned.
0: Um, (laughs) Such a fence sitter, aren't you?
1: (laughs) You know what? I'll move. I'll move the Jets to eight. Oh. Bills and the no, because then I've got the Bills and the Dolphins sharing the division.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I think you're absolutely right. Flores should get a lot of. Lot of respect for what he did last season. It's so difficult to keep heads up. Yeah. Look at look at the Panthers. Look at the, the Cowboys. They've had all or nothing series, which you can go and watch now on Amazon, where yeah. they were they were going very fine through the first half of the season. They get a lot of, a massive loss, or they get a couple of small losses, and it just seems to completely torpedo their season. And yeah, they weren't able to write that ship. Flores had the other problem. He, they were just losing and losing by a huge amount to play people like the Ravens and the the Patriots. So to so actually come back and instill that mentality, and they were trading away players as well. You know, yeah. they were losing people like Kenyon Drake was going to the Cardinals. Any anyone that wasn't nailed down was being being traded yeah, away. M- Mika Fitzpatrick
1: picks. went to Fitzpatrick you as went well. to
0: the Steelers. Yeah, and you know after the start of the season, you know he was a first round pick for them just a year prior. So you know to to move those those skill players out and and then instill a kind of team mentality in there i think was amazing and the the turnaround for the second half of the season is commendable they've made the sensible moves in the draft they've made big moves in free agency um getting all that stuff done early so they didn't have to go into the into the draft too hungry except for potentially a quarterback um So yeah, I think they could go in as
1: hungry as they wanted to. They had the capital to be able to satisfy that first.
0: I'm finally hopeful for the Dolphins that they can have, they can put it all together and have a very sneaky good season. Yeah, and with that, that is the AFC East done. I don't think very long. (laughs) 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 What have we started, Dave? I think
1: no. I think I think we are right to spend that much time on the AFC East because. It's by far and away the most interesting division in the AFC. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of storylines changing there. It's, it's no longer the boring AFC where you know what's going to happen before it's even started.
1: Yeah, it's, it's gone from being the absolute vanilla black and white one to being the full-bodied double milk chocolate salted caramel bonanza that everyone wants to look at. Um,
0: and, and as so everyone yeah, heads absolutely- to the cupboard to get hold of some chocolate, we're going to move on to the <laughs> AFC North. <laughs> One yep. that's obviously quite dear to my heart. Let's start with yeah. those dirty Baltimore Ravens. Sorry, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> um, congratulations to them. They finished 14 and 2, so you know, that's when the season finishes, yeah. as far as the Ravens are always concerned. Um I mean, can we yeah. can we be a little less sour, please? <laughs> <laughs> so they get the they get the one seed in the AFC. AFC regular season champions. Okay, they get the bye week. Yeah. Um they were extremely confident. Let's put it that way, shall we? And all of the commentators were saying it's going to take. They're the team to knock off. Am I am I being factual so far, Dave?
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah they get it, the
0: the wild card Tennessee Titans, who have just managed to knock off the Patriots in New England uh, with Derek Henry running the ball. But still, you know, it's kind of a one dimensional offense they've got to deal with. They're at home, M&T Bank Stadium. And uh what was the what was the score on that one Dave? what happened
1: 28 12 28 12 They yes they lost in the third quarter um, They were times. they were done by
0: the third quarter yeah
1: yeah, so it was the third quarter that really done them. I think going in at halftime, it was 14-6. And I think they they missed an opportunity just towards the end of the second. that would have put it back to, well, 14-13, going in at halftime. Yeah. Um, they came out, third quarter, two scores for the Titans, 14-0. Going into the fourth, I mean, I like I like, really like Lamar Jackson. I really, really like Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think that dual threat ability that he has is great. Yep. Um, just he's not Pat Mahomes you can't hang your hat on being that far down being 28 six down going into the fourth quarter expecting him to throw it and he threw it 59 times in that game yes. and he got 365 yards but he's not Pat Mahomes that's the issue so he turned
0: into James Winston that game didn't he yeah it was everything had to go through him And he he felt like he had everything on his shoulders and unfortunately that's not how you play the game. He was
1: sensational. He was superb in that game. He honestly was brilliant. 365 passing yards, 143 rushing yards. I mean, wow. The problem is, there was nothing else because they were cutting passing lines. They were able, the Titans were able to do what the Titans did and that's make you play in the areas they want you to play. They will give up a short play and they'll give up... A good chunk of yards to stop something else happening. It was all about game management. I think that's where the Titans really excelled in a lot of games last season. Yes. Um, but ultimately, the Ravens, the Ravens did what the Ravens did. You know, they they came into the playoffs and lost in the first round. They're becoming mm. that team. But oh, remember the um the Bengals team. The Bengals got to the playoffs for about five six years running. Didn't win a playoff game like yep. not once.
0: Yep. The old Marvin Lewis syndrome.
1: Yeah, you're sitting there going, oh, I'm not sure I like this. <laughs> Every year we're getting beat because they got beat by Chargers year before, wasn't
0: it? They did. They got smashed by the Chargers, yeah, playing um, yeah, safeties so, at
1: linebacker. <laughs> playing everyone at linebacker.
0: Yeah, so it, a million it, linebackers. It,
1: <laughs> it was, it, it's a bit of a concern when you're a Ravens fan looking at the teams you've been beaten by because you've not been beaten by stellar teams. I mean, the Titans went on in the next game and got drilled. So it wasn't as though they went in against a team who potentially could have won it. The Chiefs were, I mean, the, they won that game by far away. I know the scoreline doesn't necessarily say it too much, but, it, yeah, it wasn't particularly all that close. Um, yeah, it, it kind of was what it was. So if the Chiefs had come up against that Baltimore team in the playoffs, I mean, yeah, it, it, what would have happened?
0: Well, they, they played each other, didn't they, and they lost? in the regular Yeah, that's a regular season game. That doesn't mean any thirty three twenty eight. But that that's two years in a row now, isn't it, that the Chiefs have beaten the the um, Ravens in regular season, right? Uh okay. I think they had another good game. I'm I'm fairly certain two years ago, now my memory's getting stretched, that uh, they had another good game.
1: Oh, uh, that was the banger where it was fifty all or something stupid about that on yeah. a Thursday night.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. So that. they've had these, these ding dong yeah. matches before, and that's what we were expecting to happen. But the, the Titans came in with a, a proper game plan. And this They're... is now a bit of a monkey on the back, whether they want to say it or not. You know, you, you can win 14 games in the regular season, but if you can't win a playoff game, you're basically the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you are that, you're that Bengals. Just forget about the Bengals team that exists now. The Bengals were a decent team, they were a really half decent team. Yeah. But they just couldn't win a playoff game. Yeah, it's as simple as that. There's nothing more to say. They just couldn't win a playoff game.
0: So, if
1: we look at what happened to him in the draft, then it's obviously. I think the best way to describe the Ravens' draft is slightly unremarkable, if I'm honest.
0: Oh, everyone's been waxing lyrical about this draft class, Dave. (sighs) Really? They picked up Patrick Queen was a bit of a steal at 28, right? I know you wanted Kenneth Murray if you were picking for them, but Patrick Queen is still a sideline to sideline speedy linebacker
1: i've said before i i like patrick queen i think he's very good and he's very good value at 28 but after that they've picked up a running back who is going to touch yeah see fewer touches than well i mean how many how many touches does the second running back considering that, that he's in terms of in the running game he's immediately behind ingram and immediately and jackson. behind jackson exactly yeah. so how many touches is he going to have? And you picked him in the 23rd pick of the second round. Yeah. I'm, I'm not feeling that. I'm not, I'm sure. The, the, the big surprise to me was they didn't pick up tight end because they've lost Hayden Hurst and Hayden Hurst was a big part of their offense. Um, now they're basically left with, I don't know if they signed one in free uh, uh, tight end in free agency. No. Um, but they're left basically with Mark Andrews. I mean, I love Mark Andrews. I've loved him since he was coming into the draft, but they haven't really addressed that tight end situation.
0: No, they've not picked up a tight end in free agency. Um, but if you look at it, I mean, yeah, okay, Jacob might be a bit of a stretch for them and maybe not the right fit. We don't know what they are thinking. Obviously, the run game works for them. Uh, so, you know, stick in what some people thought was the best running back in the class. It's not the worst nice. pick in the world. Justin Madabuke, a, a defensive tackle from Texas a in the third, as well as Devin devorne wide receiver from Texas. Malik Harrison, another inside linebacker, this time from Ohio State. Um, Tyre Phillips, a guard, and Ben Bredesen, guard. uh, James Prochet in the sixth round, wide receiver from SMU, was a guy that was getting a lot of drafts, chat as a sleeper. And then Geno Stone, strong safety from Iowa in the seventh round. I mean, that is a good value for someone we were thinking was going to be around four or five pick, potentially. So they've they've added depth. They really need to sort out... The linebacker was the, the biggest position of need, and they did it with the first pick. And with all their other picks, there wasn't a, a duffer, as far as we can see. So a lot of people are liking their, their picks. They traded down a couple that's of times. It's going to be
1: massively exciting. Um, and that's the only issue, really, is it is sufficient, but not exciting.
0: Mm. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for putting some water on that fire, Dave, because um, I've been getting a little bit <laughs> worried recently. <laughs> so uh, if we look at what they I did the agency, uh, most of it was just re-signing existing players. So uh, they re-signed Jimmy Smith, um, yeah. Anthony Levine, Chris Moore, Jihad Ward, uh, Pernal McPhee. Uh, all they really picked up was Derek Wolfe from the Broncos on a one-year, three-million yeah. deal. He's uh, only just turned 30. That's not bad. And DJ Flugo. It's
1: not uh, from the it's not bad. I mean, the, the, the problem is they've so if you look at their edge, so Derek Lyon is at edge. he plays on the edge, he just does. I mean a lot of people are saying he plays on defensive line. He doesn't, he plays defensive end. So you've got Calais Campbell now on defensive end, Matt Judah on defensive end, Jihad Ward on defensive end, and Derek Wolf on defensive end. I mean Calais yeah. Campbell can rush from the from the inside, obviously, but it just looks as though they're stacked on on defensive ending free agency, it doesn't really make sense, um, but it is what it is. You know, it's Big Twelve weapons. <laughs> um, but Derek Wolfe's a, a really good player, and I really like Derek Wolf, He's a leader in the dressing room as well, and they've got him for what was it, three million, rising to six yeah, incentives. Yeah. Now, I, I really like Derek Wolf, but look how many games he's missed in the past two seasons. And a lot of the stats don't always tell the say, the right result because he'll start a lot of games and come out with the wrist complaint or. He'll come out with, uh, I think he came out with um, a fractured elbow at one and was back three weeks later, only to go back out again. Mm. So there's there's that. I mean, if Derek Wolfe's fully fit, he's signing more than a $6 million deal. Um, but there weren't many takers on him. And the Broncos were quite happy to let him go. I mean, obviously, we've replaced him with someone who's significantly better, rushing from the inside. But um, it just seems like, again, the Ra- the Ravens... Uh, the Ravens free agency class is just missing that real star. I mean, Claires Campbell's 33, 34 now. I mean, he's not got the same explosion he used to have. Um, no. So, and the problem I've got with the Ravens is last year, I think they won, they won four or five games with, with uh, by one. Uh, I think it was four or five games by one possession. Um, which is not usual for you, I think I think I'm right in saying that. It's not usual for teams to win that many games by one possession. Unless you're the Chargers and you lose that many games by one possession. Yeah. Um, but that might be over the last two seasons if I remember. Yeah, I'm so not seeing too
0: many close games in there. I mean they had a point yeah, of plus two hundred and forty-nine.
1: <laughs> well, the so in the if you look against the brave against the 49ers, they won by one possession. Yes. Um, against the Bengals, they won by one possession. Against the Steelers, they won by one possession. Against the Chiefs, they lost by one possession. Against the Ravens, they won by one possession. So they are in there. And over the past two seasons, they've had more games. Of, well, the only team who's had more wins by one or more possession has been the Packers. So they are winning games, but they are they games where they're tight games one yeah one score in the other direction could really Swing that record um, do, we, do, we think do we think well.
0: that's because of the way they play because they're a running team? It naturally is slower for you to get from one end to the other
1: um, not really because they pick up huge chunks of yards as well, so sometimes when you're when you're a throwing team you'll move up you move up the field in sets of plays so you might get a big third down and then you're going first down then you'll be two or three plays. whereas a running game, you can run pretty quickly and get chunks of yards so I don't necessarily think it's there. Well, I'm just thinking that you usually issue.
0: end the end of play inbound so the clock keeps moving.
1: Um, Whereas if you're throwing yeah, it, if you mean, complete
0: pass it, you know, it stops the clock.
1: But then but then what, what we tend to see when that happens is lower scoring games and we're not seeing that. We're just seeing closer games. I think the issue is that they gave up big chunks of yards in certain games last year. When you played them um, in October, I, the only reason I remember it was just my mum's birthday and I was watching that game and you came close to winning. I mean, it wasn't... It's overtime. Yeah, so they'd actually get to overtime. I remember okay. it was a really, really close game.
0: Yeah, um, and there were there were two the missed goals, should, I think
1: the Ravens should not have been taken to overtime. They should not have been taken close to that game. Um, so there was there were there were opportunities for them to be beaten.
0: All right, so now um, you've said I all mean, this, fact, Dave. Now you've said all this. We we had so, fourteen wins last season. What are you giving them this year?
1: I'm giving them twelve, but okay. remember, there's an extra game. Remember, mm. there's an extra game this season. So it's basically three um, less. Yes. Well, yeah. So <laughs> that's fine. They're going to prove me wrong, and they're going to go and get seventeen now, aren't they? Mm. Um, I'm putting it in twelve just because I think, I think there's enough there for you to say they're not all that. There. And there's and yeah. I it, there's certain things with the Ravens that don't sit too right with me, but obviously they are one of the most talented rosters in the league. So I'm mm. going to keep my mouth shut a little bit just in so case I'm <laughs> catastrophically wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you went with twelve wins.
1: I'm going twelve, yeah.
0: Um, I'm gonna do eleven then. I'm going with the okay. under. Only just because you know it's difficult to bet against that team, but it is. Yeah, but you're right, there are some the times where is, it could you, have gone you, either way.
1: You may disagree with me in certain things oh, yeah. but you can understand my logic right <laughs> yes of course dave <laughs> sometimes that, then that's enough <laughs> that's enough for me that's enough for me that's as good as i'm gonna
0: get all right good <laughs> uh let's move on to my pittsburgh steelers then uh they finished the season somehow eight and eight despite losing uh big ben in the first well sorry second game of the season I think it was uh I mean, the first. Yeah, it was like halfway through half yeah halfway yeah. like the first game is elbow got knocked out and uh and that was him for the season. So we were left with uh, Mason Rudolph and then Devlin, Duck Hodges uh, between the two of them to see out the rest what of the season. Player. What a player. A player. Despite <laughs> that, we were on the last, last week of the season, we still had a chance of making the playoffs. So that would have been hilarious if we'd got in. Um, yeah. Well, if it was this
1: season, you would.
0: If it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We only had a point differential of minus 14, despite, that backup quarterback play, which did cost us because our defense with Minka Fitzpatrick stuck in there is basically a team of first rounders. We've been building them up for years. Every year in the draft, we've been taking another defensive player, another defensive player. Um, So eventually it's got to all come together. And I think it's basically happened. We've got a team that really works well together, Uh, at least on that side of the ball. We're just obviously missing that quarterback and uh, fingers crossed. Ben is healthy. (laughs) <laughs> when the season starts. God, uh, that's the coup for you. That's it is. It's, it's everything. And the fact that we didn't address it in the draft, which I hoped we would, yes. um, means that we're going all in with with Ben. I mean, I love Ben Roethlisberger. He's delivered me two, two uh, Super Bowl trophies since I've been watching. So, and as far as I'm concerned, he's the best Steelers quarterback that's ever, ever been. Um, <laughs> but he's getting to the end of his career. The other two major quarterbacks that were drafted in his draft uh, either retired or should have retired. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) I can only hope that that year off has given him a chance to recharge everything that was starting to flag. And he's ready to come in and give us two more years.
1: Um, I mean, we've seen we it in a, a number of a number of sports where there'll be a guy who'll get an injury or he'll have a year off or something like that and they come back bigger and stronger and better. But we've also yeah. seen it a million times where people have a year off, come back and they're just never the same. Um, you're right, it is everything. It's everything for your franchise. You can't afford to lose him again and be in this situation. If you do, what's the chances of seeing seeing a Cam? I don't want to say Cam because it's lazy, <laughs> but seeing it a Cam or seeing a another... Another guy who's—I mean, even—I was, I was going to say—picking a guy who's not fashionable at his current team, who's just had a replacement, um, brought in. Um, someone like Nick Foles has just come in, and you know the the Steelers go, let's let's go and get Mitch Trubisky. Let's go and. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: I think we've already got
1: him in Mason Rudolph, haven't we? <laughs> Did you see the setup? The setup was about a mile long there. But no, oh, the, if if he gets injured again, yes. it, uh, it There's real, real questions have to be asked. Because when you picked at 17 in round two, Mm -hmm. there were an abundance of quarterbacks on the board who you could have gone to. Now, either you don't believe that any of those guys were worthy of picking, which I disagree with, and you obviously do with uh, Jalen Hurst as well. Yeah. And now, as well as that, if you didn't believe that any of those guys were worthy of picking, you also didn't believe that any of the guys in free agency were worth going for either. Well, exactly. So... yeah, it's a bit of a head scratcher, but if he stays fit, then it looks like a brilliant move because you've saved that. Um, you've saved so that the draft space pick. And, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly and it fine. means we, we can
0: we can address it next year. You know, if he comes back and he's fine, then we ain't got to worry until next year when we can draft someone to sit behind him for the next year. You know,
1: but can you honestly look at it and say you're going to get two years out of him? Without Dave,
0: you? I'm going to have to. I've got no choice now. Well,
1: but, <laughs> well, but you don't, but no, realistically, I do. realistically, I just don't see it. Cause when we went and got um, Joe Flacco, I said on a number of occasions, next season, he will get injured. And when he does, Drew Locke will come in. Now, as it turned out, Drew Locke was on IR and we had to bring in some other dog shoot quarterback. But I, we, you could see it telegraphed a mile off that he was going to get injured. There was absolutely no doubt about that. And th- it feels like the same thing's going to happen with Roethlisberger.
0: I think this, the slight difference is that we saw... Right, first of all, Flacco was never as good
1: as Ruffersberger.
0: And No, no,
1: no. So, I, no, no, no. I wasn't making the comparison. I was just saying the situation um, of having an old quarterback in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a dig either of Flacco. But, um, no, no, no,
1: no.
0: no. Um, okay, so I th- the, the difference, if we compare him to someone like Rivers, then, okay, so same draft class or, or Eli... Is that both of Eli and Phil have shown a tail off in production yes. over the last season, two seasons even? You know, you could see their decline, whereas I don't think we saw a, a noticeable drop off in Ben's accuracy or or arm strength
1: yeah, because he was his, on his arse in Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about to the, his injury. Okay. I'm talking
0: about the season before Dave. Right? there wasn't there wasn't that season before where he's like, oh, he's getting old, and now, and then there's an injury. You know, it was like, he's getting old, but he's still slinging it, and then he got injured.
1: You have to admit, though, that the concern of having an old quarterback, and he is an old quarterback, not older, he's old. Yeah, Having an old quarterback who hasn't been, he hasn't been active for an entire season, and he can't go into OTAs this year either. That has to be a concern. Because when you're out, when you're injured, you come back from injury. and when When I used to play um sports and you know i didn't play at any elite level or anything like that but when i come back from injuries and i had a lot of them you spend sort of three four five six months out and you come back the first thing you do is throw a thigh you throw a, a calf muscle you throw something because the rest of your body's not used to going through the strain because of the injury you had so there's every chance you might end up seeing small soft tissue injuries and things like that and i think that's got to be a concern as well
0: it is, it is, but there we go. They obviously know something I don't and they've, they've gone all in with him because, <laughs> the, well, the draft reflects it, Dave. You know, they had a chance, like you said. I was ho- kind of hoping they'd say Jalen Hurts. They didn't. They went with Chase Claypool, who is, you know, by all accounts, a, a first-round wide receiver in any other year out of Notre Dame. Um, five picks later, the Eagles take Hurts, so that's all right out, out the window. Um, Alex Highsmith, a very good outside linebacker from Charlotte. Anthony McFarlane jr. running back from Maryland in round four and Kevin Dotson at guard from Louisiana so you know they're just building around that offense that they don't typically um, put high draft stock into the offense so it was I thought it was going to happen because the the defense is set um so I'm 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 fairly happy with the draft class. There are a couple more defensive players after that, but you know they're they're round six and seven, so
1: they're just flyers. One story from draft day that I do want to share is um, we were on a WhatsApp chat. There's a few of us, <laughs> yeah. And um, you said that you were about twenty seconds behind. Yeah. So me and Punk went off piece and decided to do a little wind up where we uh, we agreed that we were both gonna <laughs> basically uh, <laughs> wind you <laughs> up and say that Hertz had gone to the Raiders, and I. I think it's fair to say you took it hook, line, and sinker.
0: I was—I had a Is delay on the say? on the first day of the draft, where uh, yeah, you said it was the Raiders' pick and they picked up Hurts. It's fine though, Dave. <laughs> Look, I'm over it. Okay, I've had a chance to kind of you know make my peace with that whole thing, and that's that's their decision. Okay, they saw what happened <laughs> when when we had a season without Ben. Okay, so we know what's going to happen next year if it all happens again. Uh, we're going to be woefully unprepared to deal with it Chase Claypool might be brilliant but he can only catch what he's thrown at so yeah if there's no one good throwing at him
1: then what's the point it has to be the concern it really does um, concern but, but... I mean as, as I say if he stays fit then it's not a concern at all if he stays fit then, then we're, we're golden
0: you know it's a great move Yeah, and uh, picking well, up someone like Chase Claypool in this wide receiver rich draft was a, a great idea if we look yeah. at what they've done in free agency, so they've lost Javon Hargrave. We knew it was going to happen. We were up against the cap wall. Um, so he's gone to Philadelphia for $39 million. We couldn't get anywhere close to offering that money. Um, other than that, not too bad. Nick Vanette's gone to the, the Broncos, your the tight end, who was at the Seahawks before that, I think. We like taking Seahawks uh, tight ends.
1: He had a bad time in uh, the Steelers. I don't think he particularly fitted in with your scheme.
0: It was a kind of a desperation um, move. I think mid-season we yeah. were a few tight ends I think down. I lost moved for him.
1: Uh, Vance McDonald, didn't you? So you yes. moved in for him. So it made it made sense for both of us. Um, how how um, concerned are you about the Artie Burns move to the Bears? Not at
0: all. Because he's not a very good cornerback. Is, so we we didn't pick up his option. On his, he was a first round pick for us. Okay, let's let's just go for it. A First round yeah. pick didn't do an awful lot for five years, and he's now gone to Chicago on a one million one year deal. So for the talent
1: the talent is potentially there. That's the issue. No, is it
0: just it that you've just is, 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 is you lost the, patience with it. Um, he dropped down the depth chart quite quickly. Um, we've got people like Max Hilton that have, have beaten him out, basically, for the starting <laughs> roles. So, no, he, he became periphery and didn't like it. I think the fact that he's a first-round pick, he wasn't willing yeah. to put in the work when he fell behind. Um, and we and we moved in on um, Joe Hayden as well. So we were moving for, for free agents. To kind of yep. you know, cover that that cornerback position off when we knew that Artie Burns wasn't the um, <laughs> the, the ten or or fifteen year starter then for us at cornerback. So <laughs> fair enough, you know, we, we don't usually move on too quickly from a player, especially a first round pick. But you yeah. know, he, well, that, he, he became of he became a bit part. So I was uh, we weren't going to pick up his option because you know he was going to cost too much and he wasn't worth it. So, mm. uh, but we have made yeah. some fairly decent moves in in free agency. Eric Ebron was a a nice pickup at tight end. We haven't had a decent, um, apart from, you know, advanced McDonald when he's, when he's rumbling and, uh, and knocking people over, it's great to watch. So hopefully Ebron can be a red zone target. Derek Watt. We've now got two Watts in the building, uh, fullback yep. from the Chargers. Is he one of the Watt brothers? Yes. He is. Okay. Cause I know obviously he's the third Watt. So we're hoping to get, uh, JJ come across pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Park down, <laughs> will <you? laughs> Why not? We've got the incentive now yeah, for him to come come him, over. Why not? And Bill O'Brien will give him away, I think, for Chiba Smarties. No, it, no, it'll cost you a fifth-round pick. I'd least. take it. I'd take it for JJ Watt. It's him and, and, him and TJ <laughs> you on the got either to, side.
1: You'd have to pay him £5.7 this year.
0: <laughs> that's what we've got, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stefan Wisniewski, guard from yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl winners. I mean, that's great to... Uh, to plug the gap. Obviously Ramon Foster that's is it. now retired. So um that's a nice, nice move in there. Yeah. And um yeah, just Jordan, yeah, it's just a re-signing of Jordan Dangerfield at Free Safety, On Borders. Um, nothing too major. We don't use obviously with Cap Space, we never usually have a lot to do with uh, with free agency, but some surprising moves. I think Eric Ebron was the, uh-huh. the big surprise there for me. Um so okay, let's talk about next year then, Dave. What are you giving my Steelers for uh
1: no, 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 for no, no. Win. It works the other way this time. Oh. Yeah, when it's your own team, you stay first. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, eight and eight. Going, I'm going? going
0: with a twelve win season. Oh. oh I'm getting us above the Ravens. Okay. Because in my perfect world everything works out and Ben's healthy for the entire season, he's launching it, and Juju and Chase are, are grabbing all the balls out of the air and Ebron's getting his
1: fifteen or twenty touchdowns. I am going to go for a three-win season.
0: Now you see, Dave. No one even,
1: no one believes None. that. Not even punks believe really. that. <laughs> Come on. So you're going twelve wins. Yeah. I'm going. Uh, I will go eleven. I was going to go twelve as well, if I'm honest, but I'll no. go eleven.
0: Okay. I thought you were going to say nine, because that's all you've ever said so far. Look a bloody German. No. But uh, okay. I right. <laughs> said very nine much. twice. <laughs> 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 okay, so that's the Steelers. Let's move on then to the Cleveland Browns, who finished with a six and ten record. The the preseason Super Bowl winning. The Browns, Cleveland Browns. Just briefly, if you want, Dave. Obviously, you know a lot of hype going into the season. Um, Freddie Kitchens, well-respected head coach. You know a lot of experience.
1: Are you reading the right notes.
0: Oh, sorry, no, I'm not reading the notes. Yeah, <laughs> international joke. Freddie Kitchens uh, fired after one season.
1: At least, at least they've addressed that this time and gone for someone with bags of NFL experience in Kevin Stefanski. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit unfair. I like, I like Stefanski. I like what he's about. I've listened to a lot of what he said, and he talks sense. I, I they like could
0: have him. had Robert Sala, defensive coordinator from the 49ers. They could have had Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator from the Chiefs. They went no, with the I guy that got dicked Robert on Sala. by Robert Sala.
1: All right. Yeah, I've
0: no uh, issue with that. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, 6-10, and 10, fairly bland uh, season for them. Uh, it was the, the opening loss, I think, against the Titans that really set the tone. 43-13 when they you know, had so many hopes going into the season. <laughs> Just an absolute hammer blow. They managed to beat the Jets, but, okay, it was the Jets. Yeah, but that, even
1: even that was a close game. Even that 23-3. was a close game. Yeah. <laughs> no, remember, score, line score lines. Oh, don't right. I it go right now. Lines. I
0: can't remember. I didn't watch the Jets game. And the,
1: <laughs> you know, Let's I love go,
0: the Jets. Go, okay, yeah, okay. They did manage to beat the Ravens, forty to twenty-five. Yep. So there was that one great game there. Uh, they got. The oh, win. they'll release
1: a DVD of that. <laughs>
0: they might do. Uh, they got mm. wins against the uh, the Bills, the Steelers, and the Dolphins in succession. Uh, then lost to the Steelers. That was the um duck game, I guess. Duck must have beaten them on that one. First one was uh, the win over uh, the Steelers where Mason Rudolph got hit with a helmet in the head by <laughs> Miles Garrett. Uh Penful. then used the racism defense a week later. So uh, allegedly allegedly. Oh no, he did use that defense. Allegedly. Yeah well I'm not yeah it's allegedly that he said it obviously no one else heard him say it. Uh, yeah, and then they got one win against the Bengals in week 14, followed by three more losses, including in week 17 at Cincinnati. So, yeah, um, not a great season for the Browns, despite their high hopes. They also didn't have first a first-round great... pick. Oh, go on, Dave, go on. It was a good good I season. Think it was...
1: No, I think it was. It... When we spoke at the beginning of the season, I said the Browns would be a 7-9. and They turned out to be one win less than that. I think it's exactly what we should have expected. Forget yeah. about all the shite that we heard. Forget about all the nonsense and all the Super Bowl, all of that, all of that crap. Mm-hmm. Forget about that. They had a novice cheerleader who was just happened to be the head coach. Yeah. They had a second-year quarterback, essentially a second-year quarterback, who was given a wide receiver who he was never going to be able to service a porous offensive line with a stud running back. Mm-hmm. If it were it not for would it not for Chubb, what would their record have been? It would have been insane how bad that team would have been. Yeah. I, think they got exact, I think they finished exactly where they should finish. I don't think it was a bad season. It's the Browns. I think it's a good season. I think it's probably okay. Take away the OBJ nonsense. Forget about all that bullshit. The Browns winning six games, I think that's fine. I think, I
0: think, like I think the problem for the Browns is they had a good team on paper.
1: Uh, no, I disagree. Take away OBJ mm. and they have no okay KTM people. Take away OBJ and
0: yeah, Jarvis Landry. What game?
1: What game are David they going to dominate the line of scrimmage at? What game are they going to dominate the line of scrimmage at? None. No, maybe, I agree. Maybe, maybe the Bengals in basic fundamentals on on NFL Network. I mean, you, I'm assuming you and I both watch a lot of NFL Network. I certainly yes. do. Yeah. Now you have a couple of different um panelists you have well three really you have the scouts the guys who used to be scouts like bookie brooks you have the people who used to be players and then you have the journalists all of the journalists were going oh my god this is amazing this is fantastic cleveland are going to be superb you had the scouts going "Eh, let's let's just hold off a little bit then you had the ex players going nah not having it those were the three contrasts that we saw everyone all of the headlines because it was essentially clickbait, were the ones from the journalists, people saying, people like Peter Schrager. These are the these. This is the team you need to look at. Not having mm. The Browns <laughs> won six games. Every guy who is an ex-player. I'm not saying that I'm an expert or anything like that. So I'm not. But in hindsight, you look back and go, all of those guys were right. They were all right.
0: Well, Schrager does like um, cheerleading for teams, so I'm um, not, not surprised lady. by that. But. <laughs> So let's, let's go through to the season finishes. They have to now look at the draft. They didn't have a top five pick like they normally do. They had to wait until pick 10, but they somehow Jesus, they've managed to luck into Jedrick Wills, who yeah. I think was the top offensive tackle in the class out of Alabama. So that's addressed a bit of a need there straight away. They also then pick up Grant Delpit, who slips into round two, the safety from LSU.
1: Yes, there's uh, someone that we both know um, had a real issue with Grant Delpit's, uh <laughs> celebration. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that Mike was not overly impressed with uh, his, his uh, family's attire during draft day, which I thought was quite entertaining. He was bang on as well, absolutely spot on.
0: <laughs> but they had a... a... I hate to say it, but they had a very good draft. Jordan Elliott, a defensive tackle from Missouri in round three, as well as Jacob Phillips. L- and inside Harrison, Bryant. Harrison, Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant fell
1: to round four at tight end from Florida Atlantic. And then, I, know, I know I always say don't look at a highlight reel, but Harrison Bryant's highlight reel, superb. It's a proper Hollywood highlight reel. It I is, mean, there were, is, there were no first-round tight real, ends, actually.
0: but he was a round 4 pickup. So, you know. Yeah. And then to pick up Donovan Peoples-Jones, the wide receiver from Michigan, in round six. Round six, that's a steal. I, I'm sorry, but they they didn't whiff on any of their picks.
1: Donovan Peoples Bryant. If OBJ still, they'll never Jones. see the ball. You might be, you might be a pump returner, whatever. People Bryant. I don't care. He'll never see the ball with OBJ demanding it, and and honestly, he will never see the ball.
0: The other the the other players well they moved in and on free agents. They made some moves. Jack Conklin was a massive pickup from Tennessee at right tackle, forty two million up, for three yeah. years. Uh, Also, Austin Hooper, the long-term tight end that the Falcons has gone across. Uh, Case Keenum, backup for quarterback. There, not not a bad move. That I think.
1: No, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. The problem is the amount they're paying. They're paying him eighteen million. It's unnecessary.
0: Yeah, Adrian Um, Claiborne, defensive end from the Falcons as well. He's gone across on a two-year deal for five point seven five mil. Andrew Billings from the Bengals, a defensive tackle. i mean, not quite sure. You say Austin Hooper?
1: Yeah yeah Austin Hooper is a good signing I think they've overpaid for him yeah. um, they've 42 they've lost... million for Austin Hooper that's ridiculously yeah, expensive well, that's that's over what four years was it three years or four years I think it was four years four it? years yeah
0: I mean so it's
1: only
0: 25 the... but it looks 35
1: yeah it's well, very slow He plays rough. That's the problem. Um, But His yards yards after tackle are good because he's able to battle through. But they've lost Tyler Eifert to Jag, so it made sense that they need to get someone else in. Uh, The big benefit to them is going to be Andy Yanovich. This is me banging his drum again (laughs) for obvious reasons, but he creates so much space in that backfield um, just to be able to run through. And he's fantastic on uh, um, special teams as well. So he will be a big old player for them. they got him for only a seventh. Um, other than the big that,
0: loss, the big loss for the Browns in free agency was Joe Schobert, who was kind of their only really decent defensive player, as far as I could see. He's gone to the Jags yeah. on a five-year, fifty-three and point seven five million dollar deal. Yeah, um, it's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm not surprised he went, but uh, yeah. And also, Eric Murray has gone from the free safety to the Texans. Christian, yeah, Christian Kirksey, Kirksey has gone to the Packers yeah. inside linebacker. Um, yeah. Justin Burris gone to the, the Panthers from safety
1: there's a lot of back end talent that's gone there he's not on the list I'm looking at but am I right in saying Demarius Randall has gone to Vegas as well
0: he's gone to the Raiders yeah at free safety So I don't, know,
1: I don't know how much of a huge loss that will be but he was yeah, it's just another
0: piece isn't it You know, Travis Carey uh, cornerback's gone to the Colts
1: I think there's still definitely holes in that uh, in that defense. Um, yes. but I mean they're the Browns. That they, they will improve, um, just because when you're picking up the players that you are, you will naturally improve. The the issue is, and this is what I mentioned earlier on, the teams that are going to benefit next year are the ones with solid coaching, with good players who with good. Dressing room atmospheres. The Steelers are going to benefit from this off season. They just are because everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's pulling in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The Browns are going to be one of the major casualties from this year. I think I really, honestly believe that. I think there's too much noise coming from the Browns.
2: Anytime, okay. you, any,
1: yeah, any. If you if you look at the teams who are most successful in the NFL in the most recent seasons. It's the ones you don't read a huge amount about. The ones who make the headlines on a week-to-week basis are the ones who are never successful. There's a reason Dallas haven't won a playoff game in God knows how long. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing more (laughs) I need to say.
0: Well, as we're talking about it, let's get on to the team that picked first in this year's draft. It was the Cincinnati Bengals. We're not going to do... Oh, sorry, we've got to do a pick for the Browns. Let's do a pick for them for the Browns. What are you giving them, Dave?
1: Um, I am going to go... Uh, I don't think they'll have a winning record. I am going to go eight. Eight and nine? Eight and nine. Eight, eight and one I'm going for. Very, <laughs> <laughs> Eight, enough. eight and one. Yeah. I, Just so I can be neutral. I don't think yeah. they're good enough to get a winning record in your division. I don't think they're good enough to beat you. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Ravens. They might get a sticky win every now and again. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just, I just don't necessarily see them as being a team who uh, are going to go and win games when things are going against them. I think if every, if the win's going in the right direction, they're going to win you games.
0: Yeah, I I don't that, that's the Baker problem. May- I the, don't
1: believe in Baker Mayfield.
0: It's the intestinal fortitude thing, you know? Yeah. If if they're in a tough game, if they're behind, do they have the stomach to come back? Do they believe they can win these games? Yeah, I'm going to be nice to them because I think they've had a very good draft. Uh, I'm going to give them seven wins rather than the six wins. <laughs> they may they may get to eight wins, but it's not it's only one win less than you just gave them. So yeah. I think yeah, I think you're right. It's not going. They haven't done enough. I think they've still got some toxicity in the in the dressing room. Uh, I don't believe in. Uh, Kevin Stefanski being the, the answer there. But, I mean, no one's been the answer there. So, it's just going to join a, a litany of other head coaches that have hit the wall um, in Cleveland. So, yeah, seven wins. There you go. I think I'll be nice to you, Cleveland fans, because I'll give you a better record than you just got. So, <laughs> yeah. But good
1: draft. Good draft.
0: Let's move on then, Dave, to the team that picked first in this year's draft, the Cincinnati
1: Bengals. Finished yeah, it's with... not very often a team... It's not very often a team picks first in a draft and doesn't win the draft, which is interesting. Ooh.
0: Mm. Okay, finished with a 2-14 and record. We'll get to that in a minute. Saucy. They got a 2-14 <laughs> and 14 record. They were 0-11, I think, if I'm looking at their record correctly. They had a bye week in there as well. Finally beat the Jets in week 13, 22-6, uh, and they beat the Cleveland Browns in the, in the final week of the season, 33-23. Um had an overtime loss against the dolphins in week sixteen uh but yeah, that was a disappointing season like you know, they they had given up on it, they did bench um Andy Dalton, who was in the final year of his of his contract. Was it Ryan yeah. Lindsay they gave, or Lindley, they gave a... Ryan Finley, f- Finley. Ryan Finley, they gave a four, yeah. five-game stretch, I think it was, in there. Didn't get a win, Would, but, you know, they were just... They were, they, all they were doing now, I understand benched, they were just testing the fact that they didn't have a backup quarterback yeah. that was um,
1: Would, useful. They benched, um, they benched Andy Dalton after the game in London against the uh, Rams. Yeah, And that I felt that was really, really unfair. Oh, on his birthday he, as well, Dave. He was given... I couldn't give a toss about that. <laughs> he was given no help in that game whatsoever against the Rams. He was given but You saw that live, didn't you? I, felt, I, didn't, I didn't bother going to that. It was... Honestly, it was... And we stayed right until the very end as well because we wanted to see all of it. And it was, it was kind of like watching uh, Michael Schumacher drive a really slow car. You know that he's okay. You know there's nothing wrong with him. The car's shit. And that's what it was. Andy Dalton was at the wheel of a shit car. That's was a contemporary reference there, Dave. I don't think there's there,
0: many, think there's many
1: Well all right. Lewis Hamilton, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. I so, wouldn't call Lewis him. Lewis this, Hamilton's not had a he's not had a bad car in his entire career. You wouldn't know how no he wouldn't know what Oversteer is if you shot him in the face with it. Now that's getting when it, you're looking now. at the Bengals <laughs> I hate Lewis Hamilton. When you're looking at the Bengals, I just think Technical they've got Brit. a massive talent deficit and it has not been addressed in free agency. Um, I think there's issues in the draft as well with some of the players that they picked up. I I don't see them being a better team for next year. I can only assume they're tanking to Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That's all I can assume. Whoa
0: Well okay let's let's talk about the draft then all right so I mean they have picked up Joe Burrow with the first overall pick. It was the consensus yeah. pick. Um, yes. I can't believe that you know, anyone would be begrudging that pick. Oh. He, he was the best quarterback nope, I'm in the game. Um and then they've got T. Higgins at the start of round two. So they've given him a weapon. If we we don't know what's happening with AJ Green. So I think it's right it's to give worries. him wide receivers a throw at. And T. Higgins is a very, very good wide receiver.
1: Yeah, at the moment he's been franchise tagged and he's supposed to be there, but who knows? I'm assuming he'll come back. I think he'll come back with with it being um, Joe Burr yeah, first pick, second pick, I have no issue with whatsoever. It's everything sure. they did after that, which which I really had a problem with.
0: I mean, fair enough. I mean, Logan Wilson's okay as an inside linebacker from Wyoming. It's not a great school program. Um, Akeem, no, Akeem David Gaither, outside linebacker from Appalachian State, I think he is a, a pretty good talent, um, worth the fourth-round pick. After that, yeah, you can take or leave Khalid Kareem or Hakeem Adejini or Marcus Bailey, you know, they're just standard late round picks when you're looking at a draft class you've really got to look at the top end of it anyway it's rare that you yeah. get a team that goes all the way through and picks you know solid players when you've seen it like once or twice so far we've talked about eight teams
1: so well 60 percent of an entire nfl roster is made up of players who are picked from the third round or fourth round downwards so as a a, to be a successful franchise you need to make those work and I'm talking to a Steelers fan (laughs) a Steelers fan who would have watched his team pick up solid late round players and turn them into NFL starters so you know as well as anyone else if you have success in those bottom rounds it makes you into a good franchise because you're paying them less you're, you can pick up fourth and fifth-year options whenever you want, not when they want. Mm-hmm. Second contracts are normally a lot lower as well. It makes a franchise. And the, the Bengals have continued to do what the Bengals have done, and that's not spend money in free agency. They've nope. still got massive cap, cap space left. They've done nothing in free agency to address their needs. Their offensive line has had nothing added to it, and it's still crap. They, they drafted a, a six what? round offensive tackle. Yeah. Who did they pick up on their offensive line in free agency? No one. I don't think they picked up anyone in free agency on their offensive line. And they uh, picked well, up a sixth round offensive tackle.
0: They got Xavier Suofilo from Dallas.
1: Ooh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. How many games <business> have <laughs> started in the past three years? Yeah, More I know. <laughs> come on. I was trying they've to be got nice, Dave, Dave damn it. Got... <laughs> They've got a terrible offensive line, an awful offensive line. All that's going to happen is Joe Burrow is going to go there and end up being Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer was a good quarterback. He went to the Cardinals, got beat up, and everyone said, oh, it was a waste. If he'd have gone to someone who had a good line who could protect him, he would have been a different quarterback. He would have had a completely different career. Joe he Burrow ended up retiring from, from the Bengals. Yeah.
0: It was he got yeah. that bad, he retired.
1: Yeah. and the same thing's going to happen with Burrow I don't think he's he's not the mobile quarterback who's going to be able to get out of it the Bengals are going to be exactly what the Bengals are going to be and I'm saying right now four wins next year four wins
0: okay well, I mean they have had to move on uh, they they've released Andy Dalton he got picked up by the Cowboys they released Tyler Eifert who was pre injured so I'm not surprised about that one um there's not a lot of talent in that team top to bottom anyway. So, you know, we're just talking about moving pawns around.
1: They picked up DJ reader, which DJ readers. Okay. I have nothing. Okay. And, but when it was released, it was DJ reader goes to the, goes to the Bengals. $53 million contract. You find it's a four year deal. Yeah. It's like 13 million a year. i mean, that's yeah. a bang average for a defensive tackle. But the Bengals
0: don't pay players. That's the whole problem about no, Cincinnati. They
1: don't. That's the whole point. And they continue doing what, exactly what the Bengals have done. So, what on earth makes me think anything is going to change? Screw they've it. Not three wins. Free... I'm picking three wins. Doing three? <laughs> yeah. God, I've convinced you. Yes, I've done you. <laughs> I didn't think no, the Bengals were going to be that good anyway is... this season. No. Utter... They've done nothing. You're right. Nothing to make you're right. me think they're going to be Dave,
0: when you're right, you're right, man.
1: Every single year, there is a team that goes from being... I mean, we saw this last year with the 49ers. I don't see the Bengals doing this in any way, shape, or form.
0: I, I do hope Burrow uh, has a, a decent account of himself. And, okay. well, I like seeing players come in and do well. I don't want him to do badly. I don't want Baker Mayfield to play badly, you know. I don't want Lamar Jackson to play badly. I want to see players playing well. I just want to see us beat them. But they own, they didn't do enough in the, the bottom end of that draft. They they've only picked up you know a quarterback and a wide receiver, although very important. I think they didn't get dominated in other areas of the game. They've got so many holes. It's, good, it's going to take them years until they're in a position where they can actually challenge for the division and challenge for for playoff you know, wins again. I mean,
1: if one of those is a good start, always...
0: it's a good start. Getting getting your quarterback, I think, is is the good start.
1: Yeah. But if one of those guys um, manages, you know, one of the later ranked guys manages to turn out to be a solid pick, then I will quite happily say, you know what, I was wrong. I'm, I'm not going to there's going to be no bitterness whatsoever and I wish <laughs> them the best of luck because by God, they're going to need it.
0: They are. They are. And that is the AFC North. Yeah. <sighs> right.
1: <laughs> AFC South? Uh, yeah, save the best till last.
0: <laughs> let's start then with the team that won division that was the houston texans they finished 10 and 6 um again well fairly decent they would win two lose one was the pattern basically for the entire regular season yep. uh before the draft we had the biggest bit of news for the the texans and that was that bill o'brien Ooh, couldn't help point. himself it yeah. makes him a bit of a wheeler dealer, a bit of a Dell boy. He's more of a trigger <laughs> than a, a Dell boy, unfortunately. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. He managed to trade away DeAndre Hopkins. What was it? It was a second round pick and David Johnson. Yeah. And I think I think maybe he loads got of a fourth round pick in there as well.
1: Loads of people immediately came back and went, no, 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 no. But the reason he's done it is because his contract was up and he wanted to sign a new deal. That's great. But you took on a massive, massive contract for David Johnson. So it didn't make any sense. Yeah. It literally made no sense whatsoever.
0: And then, it, well, there were other stories saying that it was, um, a, uh, what was it? It was a, a problem of attitude with DeAndre Hopkins. and They thought he was going to engineer a move out anyway. And Why would you do that when you've got one of the best qu- uh, quarterbacks in the league throwing at you? You've, you've gone through yeah. seasons of dross Throwing your way, you finally get a franchise quarterback, and now you're going to ask for a move away. I don't don't buy that at all. I think this is Bill O'Brien being Bill O'Brien.
1: Yeah, I mean, it boggles the mind, it really does. I I genuinely don't understand it. Couldn't even get a first round pick for him. They've replaced him with Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb, so you know, that's all right. Yeah,
0: yeah, Brandon (laughs) Cooks, who's uh, you know. Raring to go. The guy's yeah. got more concussions and touchdowns,
1: I think, the last few years. Well, it's not just that. The, I mean, he's not fancied by a lot of teams, um, and that's the big issue. There's, yeah. there's teams, um, I mean, the, the Patriots were happy to move off him. Um, the Rams were happy to move off him. I mean, yeah, when the Saints moved move off him off as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. it says something when you're basically picking up. Um, a guy who previously was given as a first-round talent, you're only given a fourth. I mean, you're given that you got him in a fourth for a second. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the questions have to be asked for that. Uh, and they, they'd they already traded statement? out their first-round
0: pick for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. Yeah. So From Miami, yeah. Yeah, so they didn't have a first-round pick. So their second-round pick, the first pick they got in the draft uh, went with uh, Ross Blacklock. Defensive tackle from TCU. Very good defensive tackle. But, you know, maybe not the biggest position of need.
1: Uh, and after uh, that... I disagree. I think they definitely needed, needed a uh, defensive tackle because they lost DJ Reed to the Bengals. Yeah, I'm not saying they, they didn't need him. him. I'm just saying Again, maybe... Not it the biggest the not the biggest area of need. Agree. Agree. Okay, so you do
0: agree. Okay, good. Okay, and then they only had uh, four other picks after that. Jonathan Greenard, offensive linebacker from Florida. Charlie Heck, offensive tackle; John Reed, cornerback; and Isaiah Coulter, wide receiver from Rhode Island. Uh, and by the end of the fifth round, he was done. So yeah. it kind of breaks your heart to look at the, te- the the Texans and and what Deshaun Watson's got to deal with here, because that that's a team we just talked. there saying they went ten and six. They got into the um, divisional round against the uh, the Chiefs. They're up, what, 24 yeah. 0 in the first half. And they can't even keep the lead going into half time and just get blown away. They were, you know, it wasn't even close by the end of the game. And after they'd done those heroics against uh, Buffalo the week before, it was just a, a real shame to see that they could have pushed on. They had a, a chance. They were a playoff team. They seemed to be kind of establishing themselves in the AFC South. As the, the better team because they've got the best quarterback. And and look what they've done to themselves, you know, losing their best wide receiver talent, you know, you could argue the best player on the entire team in D'Andre Hopkins. And and not replacing them. They're getting to a situation now where everyone's expecting Deshaun to ask for a trade. It's got that bad because yeah. he's got nothing around him. And I, I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> it's it's almost like they're trying they're trying their best to lose.
1: When it comes to the point where they're going to have to offer him the big deal, I don't know if they're going to be able to afford it because most teams have success when their quarterback is in the rookie stage of his contract. I mean, same thing happened with um, Seattle. Seattle haven't really had the huge success that they had prior to that because uh, Russell Wilson doesn't have the pieces around him. Same went (laughs) for. same went for Green Bay, same went for... I mean, it's happened all over the place. Same happened with Cam as well. As soon as Cam signed the big deal, they couldn't have the pieces around him. Now, this is the window for the Texans. This is the window. Yes, they won their division, but they weren't the best team in the AFC South. No. I would argue that, essentially they were the third best team in the AFC South. Because so they, got the best quarterback. they looked red hot, absolutely. If you gave um, Sean Watson to any of the other three teams, then it would make them significantly better. Um, they won the division because they had Deshaun Watson, and that's it, mm-hmm. nothing else. Um, in free agency, they they are better be- because of some of the players they have signed on the defensive side of the ball. So Vernon Hargreaves, I think, is a big pickup for them. Um, well, they resigned. Sh- hey,
0: they resigned. Yeah, them. absolutely. a one year contract.
1: Absolutely. Um, so he was he was great at the uh, Bucks. Who was he before? He at the Bucs, so he was very, very good at the Buck. Still young as well. The problem is, and they re-signed Eric Murray as well, haven't they? Yep. The problem is that they're paying Bradley Roby almost $40 million over three years. I don't know what they see with Bradley Roby, but it's something the rest of the league doesn't see. Um, their secondary is just not good enough. Their offensive line still hasn't been addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not as good at wide receiver now. No. Um, I understand what they've done at wide receiver. they basically bought in Cobb and Crooks so to have to be that dual threat. Uh, which, let's be honest, they the Texans didn't really have last season um, because of injuries. So they, re- if you, as long as you could cover Hopkins, um, you could cover most of the uh, Texans' aerial attack. The problem is you've given away the best wide receiver in the game, or one of them at least. Um, I'm not going to carry on going on about that. There's just holes all over the team, and they've got very little currency to be able to trade for it.
0: That's the other thing, isn't it? You know, they seem to keep. Sticking themselves in the gut every time because they give giving away draft picks for the future, you know. So it's not as if you know they had they had to swallow this year, basically.
1: When was the last time you looked at the Texans and went, "God, they've got a steal there." <laughs> they've done really well, and they're the team that they're the team that trade yeah. more than anyone else. And I honestly can't remember a time I've ever gone, "Oh, blimey, they've done a good job there." Well done. Yeah, that's a great trade. I don't remember yeah. saying that. I really don't.
0: No. Uh no. So, no. Nothing more to say. <laughs> what, I just feel so bad for Deshaun. Um what are you giving them on the win column for next year?
1: Um I'm giving them eight. Just because to... of Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's difficult to go below that. Um I I'm gonna have to though. I'm gonna have to go for seven wins.
1: Just if I'm on Because honest, I'm
0: so down on the, on the whole offense apart from him, I think he's gonna get frustrated halfway through the season and go, you know, what do you want me to do? Great.
1: I was teetering on going 8, 9 or 10. Um, I hadn't factored in going below that. I'm quite glad that you have. Um, but no, I, I, I agree that it, if it's kind of boom or bust with Sean Watson, if Watson gets injured early next season, blimey. That's yeah. all I've got to say. That it, There is a possibility that they are going to be, uh, I was going to say picking high in the draft, but they're probably not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we'll see. Uh, okay, so let's move on then to the second team. That was the Tennessee Titans. Turned it around to a 9 and 7 after a terrible start to the season. They were 2 and 4 as a record going into week 7. They just lost 16 nothing to you. Yes, they had in Mile High. (laughs) Uh, I think it's at that point that they benched Mariota. Did they do it during the game at Denver
1: and Uh, They so. Yeah, so Mariota was uh, came in and he was having a diabolical game. Um, I think he threw his second interception. Then he got benched, and the that's ball it. In Tannehill. Tannehill came in, threw an interception relatively early, um, but finished. I think it was. I think he was 12 or 15, or 13 or 16, or something like that. From memory, I think he was okay. Who was better? Um, but they, yeah, they still. No, it was significantly better. If you'd have watched the first half performance. <laughs> uh, there was one point. Mariota saw um, Von Miller coming towards him turned around and got sacked in the opposite direction by um, Malik Reed it was so funny to watch it was kind of like a Benny Hill sketch it was amazing
0: and of course after that the uh, the difference was was instant they beat the chargers 23-20 they beat the bucks 27-23 lost to the panthers yeah. um, but then won the next four straight including a win at kansas city sorry in, against yeah. kansas city uh, that was without mahomes or it was he was still gimped up from his his foot injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, they scraped a twenty. Uh, sorry, thirty-five, thirty-two win um, wasn't indicative of the rest of the the season against Kansas City. Uh, yeah, beat yeah. the Jags, uh, Colts, Raiders. Lost to the Texans. Lost to the Saints, uh, and then beat the Texans in week seventeen to give themselves the wild card spot and the the matchup against New England. So
1: yeah,
0: completely turned it around. They pulled the trigger on. Mariota, who was their second overall pick five years ago uh, takes takes some balls because he does a lot for the community there you know it's not just every sunday it's what they're doing through the week in terms of visiting hospitals and doing charity stuff and marcus Mariota is a bit of a, a, a boy scout by all accounts if you follow uh, jim white as you should do on twitter then uh He is, but ultimately you've
1: got to do what's best for the team. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying it's not easy.
0: It's easier to to bench Jamarcus Russell than it is to bench Mm. Marcus Mariota because he's not done anything completely terrible. He wasn't throwing interceptions for fun. He was still relatively um, stable with the boys, but they had had that red zone stat, didn't they, where he hadn't thrown a pick or something in two years in, in the red zone. So yeah, I mean, when he was down there, he was he was
1: effective. But all that being said, they benched him and they made absolutely the right choice. Yeah, and they
0: took so, the reins off Derek Henry as well.
1: That. Yes, well, they they, I mean, Punk's been saying this for years. They haven't used Derek Henry in the right way. Punk's been saying it for years. He is an absolute stud back who should be used every single down. I think every year Punk has him in fantasy. Every single year <laughs> yeah. he has him in fantasy. Um, and he's turned into that back, which we were expecting to see for so long, and he's mm-hmm. finally turned into that back, and you know, it's great that he has. He spent
0: a few years sharing uh, carries with DeMarco Murray, where they just didn't seem to want to trust Henry with the, with the ball all the time. Um, no, but
1: He even had that breakout game a couple of years ago where he got four yeah. touchdowns in a million yards. Yeah, I think he ran from Tennessee to LA in one think, game. It was ridiculous. Wasn't
0: it against Jacksonville? I think he does that against the Jags. <laughs> like he enjoys. Uh, he enjoys running the Jags. The <laughs> <laughs> I think if my memory serves me rightly, I think I'm right there. That it was the Jags that he went yeah. crazy against. But I'm not going to argue with you. Either way, they then managed to run that that tandem into the the playoffs. They beat the the Patriots. They go up against the the Chiefs, but it happened to everyone last season where they play yeah. the Chiefs to get up to an early lead and then and then let it go away. Sorry, uh, yeah, they beat the the. Ravens as well, so they did everyone a favour in the AFC. They took out the two mm-hmm. two teams they weren't supposed to, um, and then yeah, set up a championship game, championship game for that Titans team against the against the Chiefs. <laughs> Absolutely insane from yeah. where they from where they were after those first six weeks to then come away and get to the the, the top four teams. Um, it's just absolute credit.
1: It reminded me of one of those boxing matches where you've got a title match between the absolute favorite and a guy who shouldn't really be there at the end of the day when it comes to top class boxing you you know who should be there and who shouldn't and it was i don't want to say it was easy but i mean when you got to, when you got to the finishing line you look at it going kansas pretty much had it at halftime i think it was pretty much level and the Chiefs just outscored them in the second half. So it was slightly oh, disappointing, yeah. but ultimately it was always an, a level of uh, sort of inevitability about yeah. it.
0: Yeah, The longer the, the game went on, if they yeah. didn't get to a massive lead, then yeah, that was going to happen. Yeah. They were actually the only team in the AFC South that finished with a, a positive points differential of plus 71. Even the Texans didn't have a, a plus points <laughs> differential coming in the end of week 17. Um Okay, let's have a look at their uh, their picks then. They had to wait until pick 29 and picked up Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle from Georgia, because it's the Titans. <laughs> they never yeah. go for skill position. It's always trench trench players, basically. Uh, Christian Fulton was a pretty good pickup in round two, cornerback out of LSU. Um, a lot of people had yeah. him mocked in the first round, so that was good. After that... Yeah,
1: and we, we, we said he, was, uh, he could end up being a bit of a sleeper because of the way he was treated in college. Um, yes him being a targeted cornerback. So, yeah, that could end up being a very, very good pick.
0: After that, I mean, they're the picking round three, Darrington Evans, running back from Appalachian State. Um, I think it's important to have someone behind Henry to take a little bit of the, the weight off. I mean, there's a political answer, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's there to hold his shoes and whatever. You know. uh, after that,
1: you know, yeah. it's just um, late round picks. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't see the point in drafting a running back past round three. I I agree with them drafting someone in round three. But you can draft a solid pro and pay them not very much. So I don't see the point in drafting a running back later on in the draft. And he was he's not a round three running back, so I don't know why they picked him up. Uh, first of all he's a reach and there was no reason to pick him up They could have picked him up as an undrafted free agent uh, or you pick up a running back who's who's a free agent and not got a team and um, stick them in as a second I, I don't see the benefit in doing that
0: Yeah it was a fairly weak draft for the, the Titans as far as yeah. I can see there uh, in free agency they've picked up Vic Beasley defensive end from the Falcons mm-hmm. um, Just as no one else really of any note uh, that's come across I mean even that deal for Vic was only nine point five million, so for a one year deal. There's a new they, one year deal. Yeah, they've they've not pushed the boat out, let's face it. But they did they did pay um Ryan Tannehill and they did franchise tag Derek Henry. So yeah. a lot of
1: their money did and because get of that, tied up into that. Because of that they have lost a lot of talent. Yeah, Jack they have re- they have is lost probably the biggest name. there. Amount of talent.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I would argue that Jarrell Casey is equally as big for obvious reasons. Um, Delaney Walker leaving is is a big deal. Logan Ryan going, Cameron Waite going. These are all big names. These are all big names who have left um, and not really been replaced because of the fact that had to franchise tag uh, Ryan Tannehill. uh, Sorry, because they've had to re-sign Ryan Tannehill and franchise tag Derry Henry. Um, I was a massive... Massive advocate for the Titans last season. I said they were going to be sneaky good. I think that was the exact phrase that I used. <laughs> but the simple fact is that they've lost too many, they've lost too many key positions in their team. I don't see them being effective next season. I just genuinely don't see it, and it's such a shame because they were. They, I think, towards the end of the season in the playoffs, especially, they were every NFL fan's second favorite team, yeah. just because they were the Giant killers. Yeah, and it's almost like this little sort of era that they had of being a giant killer it's done immediately it's finished
0: okay so what's their record then Dave they've got nine wins last year
1: uh, I don't think they get anywhere near that I am, I'm, this is with a heavy heart I say they're going to get six wins okay <laughs> And that is honestly I'm so sad at saying that I, I just don't think they've got anywhere near the level of talent they had last year Mind you, they do play the Jags twice. No, nope, I'm sticking with six. I'm, with six. Right, well, <laughs> I'm, sticking
0: I'm going, with six. I'm going over that because I still think they're very well coached. They've got a good team, even if they've got uh, too many superstars. AJ Brown had an amazing breakout uh, rookie season at wide receiver. Uh, Tannehill's been given the reins. He's been given some some faith for a change. You know, He was never properly uh, supported in Miami. So I think he's going to have a chance to thrive there, given a the big deal. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't maybe they're going to get nine wins, but I, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them nine wins. They've got the extra game. I'm going to
1: give them nine, nine wins. wins. Derek Henry is So two is more scary. wins than the Texas, Texans. Yeah, at least. So Ryan Tannehill is going to get two more wins.
0: Yeah, because I rate, Ryan,
1: Ryan Tannehill is a
0: decent quarterback. <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. He's underrated as a quarterback. He never really got the. You
1: know, you know that I, I rate him. I think he's all right. I think he's okay. He's not, you know, he's he's not on the Dalton scale, he's in the he's in the positive without any any shadow. I think there. he's above Dalton. Oh yeah, yep. Dalton's Dalton scale is mid range. He's he's definitely in the top half.
0: Okay. Indianapolis Colts, Dave. Ended up third. Right. Uh lost their franchise quarterback, what was it, two weeks before the start of the season. Not a good idea, but then had to <laughs> roll with Jacoby Brissett. Not a bad season. The first half was fairly decent for Brissett. He was um what was it? One, two, three four, five and two. Going into Week Nine, lost to the Steelers, lost to the Dolphins, um, so the wheels start to come off. Then you got two more wins after that, um, and one of them was Jacksonville. So yeah, ended up seven and nine, limped uh, limped out of the season after hopes of making the playoffs. Not a bad draft. I mean, Michael Pittman. I didn't have a first round pick, so Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver from USC, is a very good addition there. There were talks yep. of him going first round, obviously 34th pick. So basically first round, uh, Jonathan Taylor running back from Wisconsin in round two as well. That I think is a massive stretch because that might end
1: up being the steel of the century. No, no,
0: no. He was, he was used every play. I think in the short term that might turn out to be a very, very good. This, this smells like a Josh Jacobs type thing. You know, a guy that put up Uber productivity numbers in college but the problem with running back is you've only got so many hits in your life, and he's been mm. used and used and used. Wisconsin ran the doors off him.
1: So I don't know but how he'll many be years solid you've got... for two years. But what's the point minimum. of taking two, around? Two three years minimum. Yeah. I agree. He's a maximum. little bit of a reach, but it's in, in the short term, he could end up being a steal in the short term. I'm worried about his you longevity. Know, you know me, you, you use running backs then throw away the keys. They're not <laughs> someone to hang their hat on. You, you use them and get rid of them, and they know that that's the deal as well. There's not many Adrian Petersons in this world. I just think it's a reach. Most of them, you use them, you throw away. I, I, I probably agree, but he can end up being a bit of a steal. In terms of immediate impact of a second rounder, he could be the standout. I agree that there's probably not a lot of longevity in him. Um, but in the short term, I think it could, it could turn out to be okay.
0: Julian Blackman's safety from Utah in the third. Fine. Uh, Jacob Eason, quarterback from Washington, got picked up in round four. Now, obviously... They uh, fell away from loving uh, Jacob Brissett as the season went on. They signed Phil Rivers for 25 million on a one year deal. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but Jacob Eason, oh, I don't particularly rate, just uh, throwing it out there. Uh, they, oh, 20, they, it looks like they don't. I think they know that the problem with Phil Rivers is that you're going to need someone else in there if he keeps uh, throwing the ball on third and forever. Eason's okay. I don't know. Is not his toilet. his pants. All right. So round four, again, bit of a reach. Um, and after that, you've got what? Danny Pinter, guard from Ball State. <laughs> Robert, I've never heard of him. Uh, Robert Windsor, defensive tackle from Penn State. Heard of him. Uh, Isaiah Rogers, cornerback from UMass. Uh, Desmond Patman, uh, wide receiver from Washington State and Jordan Glasgow, outside linebacker from Michigan. Underwhelming draft. They had a lot of picks. Didn't seem to come away with an awful lot. Am I being overly harsh, Dave?
1: Again, it's difficult because they've made so many picks and they were picking quite far down in a lot of the rounds as well so they've only really got the opportunity of one two and three picks fourth round pick was wasted um i don't think that they're ever going to pick up a franchise quarterback in fourth especially one who's as bad as jacob easton um i i think the lower picks who knows they they might turn out to be a stud down there but generally it is one to be underwhelmed with until the season starts and you get to see what it might even be a couple of years before we see how good they are mm-hmm. because they don't have OTAs to, to try and bed into the team um, and the way that the Colts are going to play next season I'm convinced that, that a lot of those running a lot of those uh, rookies are not going to have a huge amount of input which is why Jonathan Taylor might end up standing out um, there's no way that Danny Pinter's walking into that offensive line I think they're a team who are going to stick with what they've got um, I don't think that draft pass has any real influence on the starting lineup um this year. I, I, yeah, I don't see any great sea change um, in what the Colts are going to do next season.
0: Other notable additions in free agency, Xavier Rhodes, cornerback from um, Minnesota. Only a three, yeah, again, a three million deal for one
1: year, so that's not bad. He was terrible last season. Um, yeah, he's got something to prove now. He's not, he's yeah, not always it's, it's, been terrible. No, no, no. He, he has been one of my favourite cornerbacks in the league. And you know me, cornerbacks are again a little bit of a throwaway position. You get a good safety in there. Most cornerbacks will, you know, as long as they win more than they lose, and it's okay. But he's been a guy who's been superb. Um, the problem is that he, as, long as, as long as he's coming to uh, Indianapolis with a massive, massive chip on his shoulder and he needs to prove something and mm-hmm. he might just turn out to be an utter steal
0: it's a pretty good secondary though in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. so hopefully that in, in inspires him uh yeah absolutely other than that i mean they lost um Devin funchess he's gone to green bay pierre desire's gone to the jets cornerback uh obviously eric ebron's gone to the steelers um
1: yeah, than, the obvious okay. ones are DeForest Butner and Anthony Costanzo. They're the obvious ones.
0: Yeah. Um, other than Philip Rivers. Give him the first round pick for DeForest Butner. We should have probably mentioned that. <laughs> That's on yeah. me. That's on me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay.
1: The, I mean, I'm, I'm going to start early. In terms of next season, so last year, um, I can't remember exactly how many, but I believe they, did they get eight wins? Last Seven season? and nine. Seven, wins. Seven and nine last season. Um, I am gonna go this season, and I want to go first on this, and I'm gonna yep. give you my reason in a second. I am gonna go thirteen wins. Thirteen wins. I'm gonna go thirteen wins for the Colts, go for the Colts. and there's methods wow. to my madness. Now, go on, I want to hear what your no, no, no. I want to hear your uh, <laughs> your prediction first. Don't go twelve, either, because that's cheap.
0: Um, five.
1: You're going to go five wins? Yeah. Wow, that's a massive thing.
0: <laughs> well, it's all on confidence, isn't it? <laughs>
1: well, the reason I'm going to go 13, number one, they now have a game manager. I'm not Philip Rivers' biggest fan. But they now have a game manager, someone who's going to be able to do the things uh, this season that they didn't have last season. The biggest issue, as I've said a couple of times already, there's no OTAs, there's, no, there's going to be limited practices. It's all going to be on the teams that are efficient. Now, the Colts are very efficient. Last season, they had the fewest penalties out of any team in the league. And that tells you straight away, they were well-drilled, they were efficient, and they knew exactly what they were doing and how they were playing. They can dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Their offensive line is great. Um, They strengthened it with Costanzo. I think the Forest Butler comes in and makes them significantly stronger on the defensive side of the ball. Running back, they're stronger. I really like Jack Doyle. I think he came on last season and that's forced them to be able to move on from Eric Hebron as well. I don't see a position that they're weaker from this season than they were last season. And this year, more than any other, we are going to be seeing coaching schemes winning games. And I think that is where, it's early on especially, the Colts are really, really going to clean up, especially in this division. So that reason, and that, they are my sneaky pick for this year. I think the Colts are going to be a massive, massive, massive beneficiary of this COVID-19 initial. <laughs> so, yeah. so how come you've gone for five?
0: I, I don't see what you see there, Dave. I, I think if you're talking about a game manager, then surely Jacoby Reset is the embodiment of a game manager quarterback. And Philip Rivers is the epitome mm, of a gunslinger, I, throw it up in the air and invariably it comes down with the other, other team.
1: Last season... Yes, because that offensive line at the Chargers was, well, it was a column essentially. It was just people just running through it. Um, but yeah, had better, better this, receivers to throw at. As well as, he had better receivers to throw at, but he had no time to throw it at them. And did he have better receivers? <laughs> yes, Keenan yeah. Allen's a better receiver. Who else? Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's a better receiver. Who else? Might really give it give it. have a rest, will you? Hunter Henry. Is this a wind-up? When he was might there. Be, am I might be <laughs> I think <know>, he's dead. <laughs> he's never on the field. The reason they can afford to pay him so much when they franchise-tagged him is because he's no—he's oh, going right. to constantly be paid on. How about Austin Eckler? Three to him and, most of the time as genuinely, well. Genuinely, their offensive Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Okay, so their primary receiver was a halfback. That's basically, oh, sorry, an old-fashioned tailback. That is essentially yeah. what we're saying.
0: Same as with the Panthers.
1: And I don't see there's anything wrong with that. I had Austin Eckler in my fantasy team, and he won me games. So they had, yeah. they had two good wide receivers. Great. Yeah. I really like this, though. I like the fact that we're so opposite on it. I yeah, because really I saw it. a
0: massive drop-off in Philip Rivers' play, and you don't seem to have seen <laughs> that. So
1: No, I did. I, I saw it firsthand. I just hmm. think that the game is going to slow down for him again. When you're as old as he is...
0: he slowed down, not the you game. You feel the
1: hits. You feel Von Miller's helmet in your ribs a little bit more. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think the game slowed down for him at all. That's what I'm saying. I think the game speeded up last year because of the fact he, it hurt that little bit more when he was getting sacked. He's going to have so much more time now that the game will start to slow down again. It will be like, okay, this is, let's get back into I'm not the biggest Rivers fan. You know I'm not. But I think it's going to be... A different Philip Rivers that we'll see this year, um, but I like the fact that between our two picks is an eight-game swing. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. This so is something to
1: bond over and argue about.
0: <laughs> 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 Let's look at the team that finished bottom of the the uh, division. Then that was the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, finished yeah. six and ten. Six and ten. They were two and two at the start of the season. Uh, then two and four, then four and four, and then they, started, <laughs> and they lost five in a row. Uh, managed to yeah. beat Oakland and, and the Colts um, in week 17. But uh, yeah, finished bottom of the division, a minus 97 point differential. They had a lot of picks in the draft. Uh, I think they had 12 going into it. And they, for the most part, stayed where they were. They had two picks in the first round. They got CJ Henderson, cornerback from Florida, pick nine. I think he was the second cornerback taken, which was um,
1: yeah, good pick but a bit high.
0: Yeah, it was second taken out of Florida. Uh, it was too high, really, if you're going to go for a cornerback. But they obviously, it's a it's a local guy, so I can understand that one. Uh, and then Clavon Chase on linebacker from LSU, uh, very good pick for the Jags. They've been decimated on their defense, so. Um, addressing that in the first round. And then LaVisca Chenault, second round pick from Colorado, we, we talked about in a, a previous pod. Uh, that is a bit of a steal there. Yeah, from the bus. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Devon Hamilton in round three, defensive tackle from Ohio State, another very good pickup. Ben Barch, defensive tackle from St. John's. Uh, he's highly touted as well uh, as an offensive lineman. Probably going to kick in the guard. Fourth round, again, there, Josiah Scott, cornerback from Michigan State, and Shaq Quarterman, Linebacker from Miami, so another local guy that's come in. I uh, quite like Shaq Quarterman. Yep. I he's a bit, um, a bit like a, a bullet rather, rather than uh, too nuanced in what he's doing, but you know, uh, it can work. After that, you know, it's just kind of all late round picks. But Colin Johnson, who you asked me to talk about, a late round um, wide receiver pick. There he is, wide receiver from Texas, went in the fifth round. <laughs> Pretty much where I he was going to go. So there we go. Um, yeah. Picked up Jake Luton, a quarterback from Oregon State. I don't know what, what they're doing there. Maybe they need to fill a quota or something. Um, Tyler Davis, Titan from Georgia Tech, and Chris Claybrook's cornerback from Memphis. Fairly decent uh, draft for the for the Jags, from what I can see. They had a lot of holes. Um, I still think that they are um, a bit delusional with their quarterback yeah. depth chart. But you know. <laughs>
1: Who's who's their backup? Because... It's... Um, I mean... It's Josh Dobbs. Oh, is it still Josh Dobbs? I forgot about Josh. Yeah, okay.
0: They went into the draft with Minshew and Dobbs as their two quarterbacks, and they've picked up Jake
1: Luton from Oregon State. I mean, Jake Luton I know nothing about, so I'm not going to pretend to know anything about him. Um, he's too far down the list for me. <laughs> yeah, I have a real problem with the Jags. Um, I think they have... Potentially, well, they have got the worst roster in the NFL. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I can't make any argument for them winning any more than four games. I really can't. Um, I struggle in every single position. I don't think Yannick Ngocle is going to ever play for them again. They franchise tagged him this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they've bought in quality anywhere other than Tyler Eifert. And I quite like Tyler Eifert. I think he's okay. But he's a blocking, receiving tight end in that order. Um, he's not a receiving guy who can block. He's the other way around.
0: Well, no, um, I think the, so the order is, long... is injured, blocking, receiving.
1: That, that as well, um, with yeah. the occasional suspension thrown in there as well. <laughs> um, I, I kind of like Joe Schobert, but there's no reason to give him a $5 million, 50, no. a $50 million five-year deal um, They've They are tanking, right? because otherwise why would you why why would you why you're you know, tanking got, but you had
0: 12 picks in this draft why don't you use them to move up
1: yeah well it's not just that it's also the fact that you, you've got a head coach who's on his last warning a GM who's got <laughs> to be on his last warning yeah I mean they, they have to get the buy-in from the owners to say look let's, just, let's forget about 2020 it's not our year let's, let's, let's just write it off let's go and get Trevor Lawrence they'll pick him first overall next year that's my prediction
0: okay so what record are you giving them
1: three I don't think they'll be quite frankly they'll be lucky to get three three utter utter bilge they have to go out <laughs> and get a quarterback they have to you can't go into a season they obviously don't believe in Dobbs they got him from you guys and just didn't play him they pick on him Minchu instead yeah. I don't get it with Minchu I just don't understand it we saw him live again Um, it was Minchu against I can't remember who they played Texans wasn't it Texans yeah, yeah. Texans um, and that was, the a oh, was a difference in quarterbacks. Oh, he had a terrible game. Mm. Um, and yeah, he just. I, I don't see it. I just don't see it.
0: But again, that's not and his fault, I, is it? He's a sixth round pick. You shouldn't no, expect him not to
1: do it an awful lot. I mean, he's from Washington State. You, know, you don't expect someone from Washington State to come in and start immediately. The problem is that now they've made him their starter. So it's on him. You, it, I'm not saying it's his fault. He's been given the chance of a lifetime. I said it before. He's given himself a backup job for a decade. I think he is going to be a backup in the quarter in the NFL for another ten years or so. But he's not a star. And there's there were quarterbacks out there. This was at one point there was tons of quarterbacks on the market, and they didn't have to do what I'm assuming they've done, and that's taking Lawrence. They are the worst team in the NFL right now. End of. And I'm going to three wins.
0: Okay. Um, it's hard to disagree with you on that one um, they yeah I mean I had to do a mock draft as the Jags and I think I picked a lot better players than they did so I'll tell you although, what though, with the amount of
1: picks that they got I bet it was bloody entertaining to do
0: oh it was fun yeah it was fun. <laughs> how bored uh, was the
1: guy sitting opposite who was the Texans GM <laughs> <laughs> I
0: do, I do love the Lavisca Schnell pick. Uh, I'm not sure they've got the quarterback to take advantage of him.
1: Um, well, this was this was the issue with him when he was playing for the Buffs. Uh, no, so yeah. the Buffs had Stephen Montes. Montez. Yeah. Stephen Montez was a bit like Jameis Winston, but without the arm. Um, <laughs> so he was always sort of his, his catch radius is superb, and that's probably one of the reasons that they floated him in the second round at 10, yeah. which is still good value. But the issue is that he's now going from he would have been thinking I'm going to the NFL with an NFL ready quarterback. He's gone from Stephen Montes to um, I don't I can't I don't even want to say that he's gone to Gardner Minshew because I don't think he'll I don't think he'll start every game. I don't genuinely. It's going to be Josh Dobbs. It's going to be or someone else. It, it, it can't be. they can't go through the whole season. Surely with Gardner Minshew, surely not. Maybe that's suicide. Oh, <laughs> madness. That's, that's a madness.
0: Let's move on, Dave. Let's move on. We're we'll this, this is epically long, and we're going to get half of it done. Yes. The AFC West. Uh, how many?
1: How many are you going for with the Jags? Oh,
0: yeah, somewhere like like two or three.
1: Let's <laughs> let's go two. I'm going to say two. So you're saying the AFC South finishes with the Titans in first with nine wins, yep. the Texans in second with seven wins, yep. the Colts with five, and the Jags with two.
0: Yeah, it's going to be the worst division.
1: All of, all of the AFC South win 23 wins between yeah. them. Yeah. Epic.
0: We've in had a 17
1: game season. We've so had I'm worse. Let's have a look at the AFC, AFC best.
0: Yeah. So let's start with the Kansas City Super Bowl winning Chiefs. White hot. Uh, they had a
1: twelve and four. I won't record. say that in the off season. <laughs> I can't say white <laughs> hot in the off season. Come on.
0: Twelve and four record through the the regular season. They had a bit of a blip where Mahomes went down with an injury, missed a couple of games. Um,
1: that was against Denver on Thursday night football.
0: Yes, they won that game. Yes, but, that game. Uh, lost lost the war in so, so much respect that they then lost to Green Bay uh, managed to squeak out a win against the Vikings then lost to the, the Titans um,
2: yeah.
0: after that it was just win win out after that point uh, we've already been through their comeback heroics culminating in the uh, Super Bowl in Miami um, Mahomes getting the MVP they finished with um, a points differential in the regular season of 143 I mean they just scored for fun they were uber quick. Tyreek Hill had a, a very good season. Michael Harmon, great rookie season for him. Um, Sammy Watkins pulled his weight. Uh, Damon Williams, they brought in LaShawn McCoy during the season. There's actually a YouTube series called The Franchise, which is very much like um, All or Nothing, which you guys can check out, which charted the, the Chiefs' season. So, I um, highly recommend watching that.
1: I absolutely will not be watching it. I know
0: that. You, won't watch it. <laughs> you won't watch it. As a result, they didn't have an awful lot of picks in the draft. They only had six. Had to wait until the end of the first. Um, didn't move out of their 32nd pick. And they took Clyde the Slide, Edwards Hilaire, running back from LSU, who I think is a perfect fit for the Chiefs. Um, then they got Willie Gay linebacker from Mississippi State in round two, who I like a lot. They did need some extra B-foot linebacker. When yeah. Lucas Niang, uh, offensive tackle from TCU in round three. Lajarius Sneed, who was a kind of, uh, that was the right place to take him round four, safety at, at Louisiana Tech. Mike Danner, defensive end from Michigan in round five. and Thakarius Keys, cornerback from Tulane in round seven, was just a throwaway as far as I can see there, but made the most of the small amount of picks they had. Uh, Brett Veach is fairly good as a, a GM, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the obvious question for Edwards Hilaire is really how much did, how much of his production was down to the fact that teams were playing a deep set, especially in the secondary, uh, because of what um, LSU were able to do in the air so as soon as he effectively broke through the lines um, he had sort of 20 yards to rein into so that will be interesting to see but there's a fairly good chance that that's going to be exactly the same with Kansas so <laughs> it turns out it might just be a genius fit after all
0: well exactly yeah he's going to be me crowding the box against the Chiefs
1: we tried it failed
0: <laughs> yeah it doesn't
1: work no no, it doesn't work
0: and the other big thing for the Chiefs is they managed to bring back 20 I think of the 22 starters so yeah Yeah, that's a massive
1: positive for them
0: yeah they're primed to go all over again re-signed Anthony Sherman, Demarcus Robinson, Rashad Breland,
1: Mike Pennell, defensive tackle Chris as, James well. as well. Chris Jones, yeah, I think, Chris, got franchise tag, Damian Williams. Yeah. Um, I, like, I like the signing of Taco Charlton. I think he's a guy who's got masses and mass because he was, uh, Taco Charlton was at Dallas last year, I think. He was drafted by Dallas, so, then went to Miami. Drafted by Dallas, then went to Miami, yeah. So he's been picked up, given a one-year deal. He's only about three or four million. But yeah. he's a guy who's got bags of talent, Um, was probably drafted too high, in fairness. But if he's ever going to make it, he's going to make it the Chiefs.
0: He was a first-rounder, yeah. Yeah,
1: he shouldn't have been picked the first round. No. Um, I think I mocked him for the first-round ones. uh... Well, he definitely shouldn't have been then. Um, (laughs) I think with the the Chiefs... Well, that's where he's taken. I think yeah. with the Chiefs again, they're going to be the beneficiary of, of the, the lack of OTAs, the lack of practice, and the continuity and efficiency. And um, having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, uh, I mean that can't hurt. No. Um, so I, yeah, again, I think they're going to be the best team in the NFL. They haven't lost many weapons, and I don't think enough. I don't think teams have been given enough time to to really catch them up. It's kind of like Imagine in Formula One, you've got the fastest car, and then next season you limit practice for everyone to be able to catch up. The fastest car is still the fastest car. It, it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but that's where we
0: are. So it was a 12 win season from last year. What are you giving them this year?
1: Now, this is going to make me sound a bit dull, but I'm going to go 12 wins again. Yeah, it now, does. The, yeah. Reason, the reason that I'm the amount of games has gone up, but the Broncos are better. In fact, I'm going to go 11 wins. The reason I say that, the Broncos are better, the Raiders are better, not much, but better, and the Chargers were so injury-ravaged last season, I mean, they were a shadow of the team that everyone thought they were going to be. And both times, uh, the Chiefs, I think I'm right in saying, only just beat them. It was a one-score game in both games. So there's every chance that one of those games could turn over. Now, I still think they'll win the division. I think they'll get 11 wins. Um, but I think there's there's going to be one or two games where they're not able to blow teams out and it's going to be a bit more dig in. Um I still think they're the best team in the NFL. I know I said that the Colts are um, going to get 13 wins, but the Colts are in a division with the Jags and the Titans and the Texans. So that's the difference, really. Okay. Um, I think the, the Chiefs are the best team in the league. 11 or 12 wins. It might be slightly more or less than that, but. Um yeah, I'm going, 11. I'm going eleven.
0: Right. Okay, I'll go fourteen. So <laughs> next up Next up then we've got the Denver Broncos. How'd that league? happen, Dave? How'd that happen? You, yeah. you finished seven and nine? Yeah, I finished second in the league, mate. After an inausp division. After an inauspicious inos- we- start, uh you were two and four after the Sorry, no. You're two and six. Yeah. Two and six at the start of the season. Um, managed to turn it around. Won four of the last five games, including a fifteen sixteen wrong way around sixteen fifteen win over the Raiders in the last game to deny them a uh, a divisional uh, a playoff place. Right.
1: Yes, one of the yeah. greatest days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was that uh, was a mile high as
0: well. I started off with Flacco. Didn't end with him. Brought in Drew Locke nope. after he uh, came back from injury. And uh, it all seemed yeah, to... Kyle Allen sandwiched in between that. You yeah. did, yeah. So three quarterbacks this season. But... Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Kyle Allen's Allen. Panthers. Brandon Allen. Skins. But... No. That's Dwayne. No. That's... Kyle Allen. Like That's... Shut up. Kyle <laughs> Allen.
1: He's, he's transferred from the Panthers to the Skins.
0: Oh, he's now going to... Dave... It's hard enough you know with his bloody Allen's in the league.
1: There were three Allen quarterbacks from. Oh, they're oh all shit as well. None of them are any good. Can we please get back to the picks? Yeah. The so fact, yeah. Those Manning brothers, they weren't much crap either.
0: No. Good good turnaround for the Broncos, obviously. Superb. Yes. And you you think you've now got your quarterback who was the round two pickup for your last year. We hope right? so. Yeah. We hope so, yeah. He only played five games, isn't it?
1: Um he did only play five games. But he, won uh, he four only lost them, so. one of those. Uh yep. won four of them. That was the game in the snow away at the Chiefs. Yes. So I think in those conditions I don't think there's any shame in losing that game whatsoever.
0: No, no. And then move on to the uh, the draft. Now yeah. there are certain teams that everyone seems to agree won the draft. Uh, it's yeah. it's hard to make an argument that you didn't win this draft.
1: Yes. Well, that happened almost every single pick. I mean, literally, constantly. Mm. Every single pick you're looking at going, well, he we even go down to round six with Natani Muti. He's the guy yeah. who you raved about yeah. in you saying he should be around two. I agree. If he weren't for injuries, he's played five games of the last two seasons. Yeah. You can keep him fit. That is the steal of the century. So we've got Dalton Reisner as a guard. We've got Graham Glasgow as a guard. Natani Muti as a guard who we can bring in. Pitch mm-hmm. here. I mean that our, our offensive line just got significantly better. Lloyd Cushenbury, as a center, taking over from Conor McGovern makes us instantly better. Conor McGovern's not very mobile. Lloyd Cushionbury is, yep. and that's there's nothing more you can say about that. He just is a wide receiver. Now we're significantly better. I like KJ, KJ, KJ Moody. Well. I think he's a yeah. I like KJ Hamler. I think he's a bit he's a bit of a uh, he's a bit slim. Um, mm. He's going to have to play slot. Um, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that um, I like O.J. Muda he's a bit of a ball hawk he's gonna ha- it means that O.J. Boyer is going to have to play a bit more sensible than perhaps he's ever had to um, because of having Jalen Ramsey next to him so that's, been, that's a big concern for us that we don't really have enough depth, um, I still like uh, Prince Samuel Kamara coming to the Broncos, I still think that might happen but um, still speculation on that as much as anything. But no, I think I think we've done really well in the draft. I think we've done absolutely brilliantly. Um and Albert O, which is what everyone's calling him. I'm not gonna I think it's Aquen Ak Akwabunum. I think I butchered that. That's yeah. it. He he used to play with Drew Lock and Drew Lock got the call to so should we Missouri. get Albert O. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um yeah, so that's obviously a big plus for us as well. So we've now got a fairly decent tight end room for once. McTelvin
0: Agim as well, defensive tackle from Arkansas. That is a, the right round to pick him up in. He is yes. a bit disruptive, uh, interior defensive tackle there. Um, Tyree McTelvin Cleveland, another like... wide receiver you've got. And Derek Tushka in round seven. Not a bad pick-up, a defensive end from North Dakota State. Dave, well, I don't want to say McTelvin, it, man. I mean so Agham,
1: it. McTelvin Agim looks a bit like Jarrell casey Light. Mm. So if he can sit there and just go, just not learn off him. Just yeah. learn what to do and learn what... I mean, it would be great if he had OTAs this time round, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, I like what we've done in free agency. I really like what we've done in the draft. Um, the problem is we've got essentially a rookie quarterback who isn't going to have time to gel in a new offence because we've got Pat Shermer as the new offensive coordinator. And his record as an offensive coordinator is still hes still decent. As a head coach, he was a disaster. But when he was at the uh, Vikings, he did okay. I think there's nothing wrong with him. Um, and the fact that he was picked up by an offensive coach, he was uh, Vic Fangio's choice. Um, to come in as offensive coordinator. And, of course, those two went off against each other when Vic Fangio was defensive coordinator against the Bears. So there's something I kind of like there. I your choice was a guy you went up against numerous times. That, yeah. to me, says that there's something about him that he really liked. Um, now, obviously, the fanboy in me wants to say that we're going to get 15 wins. Um, <laughs> but I'm obviously not going to. Right. Um, I made you pick first on the Steelers, so it's only fair that I can go first again. Um, Mm. I'm going to go 10. I'm going to go 10 wins. If you look at the beginning of last season, we got beat by the Raiders fair and square in the first game. I mean, there's nothing we can say about that. They lost players in that first game. I think it was um, one of the players got injured pretty much for the entire season in the first play. The Raiders beat us fair and square. Nothing to say about that. We shouldn't have lost against the Bears lost by one uh, one possession against them. I think it was even two points against the Bears, two points against the Jags. Um, there were some field we, goals,
0: weren't there at the end? Yeah,
1: both field goals. I think it was Pinheiro and um, whoever the Jags kicker was, I can't remember what his name was. Lambo. Um yeah Josh Lambeau. So there was two field goals right at the very end. So I mean you you turn those two around and our record looks very different. Um <laughs> we've got a difficult we've got a difficult um schedule this season. We played the Steelers as well this season interestingly as well um, so that will be a good little game for us hopefully mm-hmm. uh, Roethlisberg is injured by then I'm going to go <laughs> um, also Tom Brady's going to be playing at Mile High so I hope that's first game of the season because his record at Mile High is garbage even when he was at uh, New England his record is terrible I'm going 10 wins
0: 10 wins okay
1: one, one game behind the Kansas City Chiefs
0: yeah um I'm going to go with nine. I think yeah. you're going to have a better Quite season. Frankly, I think... If you
1: run with anything less than that, I would, I would feel a bit hard done to.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, again, you've, you've got some amazing pieces there. I think the, the point you just made, though, about the fact that there are so many new pieces. Um, yeah. You've got Melvin Gordon's turned up there as well, and they've all got to gel. So I think there's just going to be that bedding in period. You, not everyone usually hits the ground running. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to take a little bit of time. That's the only reason I'm giving you your nine wins,
1: Dave. But Yeah, no, I'm, well. I'm, I'm down with that. But if we start um, if we start with the first four games and we don't win a game, mm. um, I'm not overly concerned as long as we no. lose them in the right way. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to lose them in the wrong way. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. I don't want to do the Jags all do. Two teams left.
0: First of all, it's the Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders. Wilfetim was Oakland for the time being because they were playing in Oakland when this lot happened. Um, finished 7-9, <laughs> and nine, so equal record with you, but they had a minus 106 point differential compared to your minus 34, so and yeah. division ties and everything meant that you finished above them uh, in the standings. Uh, they had a kind of topsy-turvy season. They won a couple, lost a couple, won three, lost four, you know, that so peaks yeah. and troughs. They what was it? Their last home game was against Jacksonville when they lost 2016, which was um not the way they wanted to end it. Uh, only won one more game after that against the um hated Los Angeles uh, Chargers, to be fair, but um and then lost to you 16-15, like I said in week seventeen. So yeah. usually when you look at the Raiders and draft. They go together like a salad and a habanero pepper. (laughs) I think they overdrafted basically every position, Dave. I don't know if you agree with me, but Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver taken at 12. Mm. We had Judy and Lamb above Ruggs in our
1: rankings. Ruggs is just like the fastest guy. The year before, I mean, they picked up guys who we thought we overdrafted, but the consensus for that is that they won that draft. So. i i I wait to i I wait with bated breath to see what these players do Um, but again if they don't produce if they don't turn out to be um, the correct picks then what we're going to end up seeing is there's going to be a lot of guys who there's going to be a lot of people who say well you have to give them the first year off because of what's happened so Almost going to be picking next year as well with uh, Mike Mayock doing his uh, his random thing. It's almost it's impossible to predict what he's going to do. It is literally impossible to predict what he does. Well, I don't think it's impossible, <laughs>
0: but he he definitely went speed with the, so the first few picks. Henry Boggs, Damon Arnett, cornerback from Ohio State. Gas, bit rich at 19, but okay. Another two yeah. another, another two cornerbacks went before their their next pick. Anyway, they didn't have a pick until round three after that. And they took uh, Lim mm. Bowden, who I had mentioned as a, a late-round sleeper out of Kentucky. Lim Bowden's a guy that can kind of do everything. He's, he's almost a running back as well as a wide receiver. I think he's done some some plays at quarterback as well. And Then Brian Edwards, wide receiver from South Carolina. So three wide receivers with their first four picks. The problem
1: I had with Lim Bowden is anything out of his immediate reach was, was dropped. He um, does not have any huge, a huge catch radius. Out well, that's
0: why I said it was a later-round yeah. pick, you know. Tanner Muse, inside linebacker from Clemson. I mean, you know, round three, maybe a little bit high for him. John Simpson, guard from Clemson, round four. And Amrick Robinson, cornerback from Louisiana Tech, in round four, and they were done. So all their picks finished by, by round four. And uh, I'm not overly convinced of any of them. I, I do I think Karen Ruggs is a very good receiver, but I wouldn't have picked him over Judy or, or
1: Lamb. I don't disagree.
0: Oh, good, I think, because I thought I'd lost you then.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. At, mo- at the moment, it's you, you look at who they are drafted and say they're questionable. But um, as was mentioned from Punk, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty sure that Mike Mouton knows more about these players than we do. So at the moment, you just have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Same with every team. You just say, well, OK, let's hope it works out. But
0: then you look at what they've done in free agents as well. I mean, Marcus Mariota and Jason Witten are the big
1: names. I think... Marcus Mariota, you have to just, you have to somewhat give a uh, a little bit of a. It is what it is. They needed a backup. They got a backup. Um, Demarius Randall, it is what it is. It's nothing I mean, major. the big money's gone on Massive. Corey Littleton
0: from um, the Rams,
1: which is an overpayment yes. for a, a basic. Massively overpaid for uh, Corey Littleton and Cole Nassir as yeah. well. I think they've overpaid on both of them. Karl didn't make the Browns roster. No. Um, Malik Collins. Anyone who doesn't remember, go back and watch the um, Hard Knocks here. It's the easy one telling everyone they could get 10% on their savings. That's Um, right, yeah. Go go (laughs) figure. Nelson Aguilar, I mean, drops more than he catches. Uh, Malik Collins, good, but soft on the run. So there's there's concerns defensively. Offensively, they'll be exciting. Um, I think they will lose more than they'll win. Mm.
0: So what are we giving them then? What's the record
1: for um, next year? now if I say if I say seven, there's a. I think a lot of people are gonna be saying, well, oh, you're only saying that because you don't like them. It's true, I don't particularly like them, but I, <laughs> I feel like I'm fair with them. That's the thing. And you've always you've accused me of this AFC West loving. You actually do I am love them. Fair with them. I you're guess. not
0: fair, you're really. you're overly fair on them. Exactly. I don't
1: understand it. So I the heart says two, but I'm going to go with eight. <laughs> Genuinely, I think okay. I'm going to win eight. All right. I'll give them six.
0: You give them six. I don't rate either what? quarterback they've got there. I just think, uh, and it's also, it's I don't new, mind. You see, No one who moves has a good first season.
1: Um, uh, I was, I was going to say the Rams, but that was Jeff Fisher's time, wasn't it? So maybe mm-hmm. right there. Uh, who else has moved recently? Chargers. Uh, uh, Chargers. 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 Mm. You, yeah, you raise a good point with that one okay okay I'm not going to argue
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: whatever I'm, I'm giving them six I don't rate the quarterback room and uh, there's some questionable moves there. I don't understand some of the moves they make well, or most of the moves they
1: make I think they overdrafted the Carl Nassib one I, when I first saw it I thought it was a misprint oh the Raiders signed someone today I saw that in the news they signed an ex-Broncos player do you want to guess too him, it's Broncos running back. Broncos running back, yeah. From last, he played for his last season. Broncos running back from last season. Devontae Booker, they've signed Devontae Booker, um, only 28. He's a, a guy, he's a guy whose career has literally just driven out of his grasp. He has been utter, utter bilge. So, I fear not Devontae Booker going to the Raiders. Final
0: team, Dave. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, 5-11 and was the end record for them with Phil Rivers' final season for them. Okay. After a, a thrilling overtime win in week one over the Colts, 30-24, they then only won one of the next six games. It just became a bit of a joke, really. You know? They had one good win against the Jags, 45-10, and one good win over Green Bay as well, 26-11. They would kind have of shock wins out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, it was a fairly atrocious season. For the Chargers. it was absolutely diabolical. I mean, their quote-unquote fan base hasn't really deserved a good season, and they were getting good seasons since <laughs> you know, mm. for the last couple of years. But yeah, this one kind of it all came home to roost. Um, Rivers looked legitimately off pace. He see, he just turned into Jameis Winston, but without the athleticism. So I
1: think the the offensive line didn't help him. He had no run game.
0: You can you make excuses as well, but I think he he didn't trust the rest of the team and he just threw balls up in the air um, and made rookie mistakes. And then the other thing I don't like about Riz is he gets all pissy about the whole thing. You know, he complains about everything. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not the kind of attitude that I like to see from a quarterback. So that kind of irks me. It's all me right now, they've got to
1: rub Taylor. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, okay, so they move into the draft and they need a quarterback, and lo and behold, what is sitting there at <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> pick number six? Well, it just happens to be Justin Herbert, the uh Bo Callahan okay. from Oregon.
1: Can you try and be a little bit more enthusiastic about it? Well, Justin no, I can't, Herbert. Dave.
0: Can you, can you just <laughs> talk about Justin Herbert that's positive? Um, uh, he's got nice hair, he's got he's nice and big, he's got nice hair, yeah. Uh, I've seen far too much tape of him to have any confidence he's going to do anything good at this level. Uh, it's going to be yeah. a shame, really, because he's the kind of guy that it, he shouldn't be a week one starter. He needs to sit for at least a year. He's not going to get that luxury
1: in, in LA. Do you, do you think there's a possibility that he needs to sit for more than a year for the fact that he's not going to have practice in OTAs this year now? Well, exactly. It just, it just compounds the problem. It does. It makes it even worse. Yeah. And, is to, I, this is a question, this isn't a criticism. Is Terod Taylor the guy to sit behind? Is he someone really? who's going to introduce a quarterback? Well, the thing is, he, based on what we saw with um, the hard knocks thing, he, he was very yeah. pally with uh, Baker Mayfield. And when Mayfield took over, we didn't see, doesn't mean to say it didn't happen, but we didn't see him throwing his toys out of the pram. So...
0: Well, you don't know on what that was said is, to each player, do you? you, you know, I'm, that, I'm assuming that Tyrell the was told he was well. the, the week one starter and there was no worry there,
1: so you didn't have to to panic about... And technically, it was. It was just everything else that went along
0: with that. Yeah, OK. But um, either way, I, Tyrell Taylor's not a, not an NFL quarterback, so I don't know what's going on there either. That's a, that's a worse situation than um, Jacksonville. At least, Guy Lamy, you won a couple of games. I don't trust Tyra's going to win any games. Uh, this is a worse situation than, than Jacksonville, I think. Kenneth Murray was a good pick-up. They had the second, um, their other first-round pick, I should say. Uh, linebacker from Oklahoma, you love Kenneth Murray. I, I agree I with you brilliant. with that um, assessment.
1: You did or you didn't?
0: I did agree with you on that assessment. I think he's okay. rock hard as an um, enforcer linebacker.
1: Didn't they trade up their second and third-round picks for him?
0: Yeah, with New England, yeah. So they they moved all up to get Kenneth Murray, in and then of course had to wait till round four to then pick up Joshua Kelly as a running back from UCLA. In Round five, they picked up Joe Reed, wide receiver from Virginia. Alohi Gilman in round six, safety from Notre Dame, and KJ Hill, another wide receiver from
1: Ohio State, in round seven. So I know, I know, you, I know you've said it already, but who was the running back they picked up? Because I found that one quite Josh intriguing. Josh Kelly, because um, he was a guy from California, UCLA. So. Yeah ucla um i when I, I saw some tape on him i thought okay he looks really interesting he could be a real breakout because at the moment they've only got austin Eckler and i don't care what you say he's not a running back <laughs> he's kind of a halfback option he's not a running back um so he's a guy who could immediately come in um, and, ha- and have a real impact with the Chargers. big body i think he's somewhat of a Daniel, and i don't think he's particularly big um, I think he's probably only six one, six two, something like that. Um, but he's, yeah, I think I think he's a guy who's real, real strong. Um, his likeness, I would say, he reminds me a little bit of um, Dalvin Cook. Not as big, that guy. As soon as you get him in the open space, he just disappears. All you see is heels. So I think he could be a massive, massive benefit for the Chargers. And let's be honest, with Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert at the quarterback, they're gonna have to use him.
0: I don't understand why they haven't taken a, a punt at Cam or Jameis,
1: to be honest. They well, like Jameis is team. obviously gone now. Um, yeah. And I don't think there's any massive clamor for Cam. So but what does it say? The thing is, desperate. forget about Justin Herbert. Forget about Justin Herbert for a moment. Well, they're not desperate. They've got the guy that they want. Well, it should be. They why they want him, but they want him. <laughs> They'll find that um, soon enough. And let's not, let's not get wrong. I'm delighted. <laughs> I'm absolutely I bet delighted. Right. That was almost as good as the Jerry Judy pick. Um, yeah. But it, what would it say to your guy you've just drafted if you then go out and get Cam Newton? Because Cam Newton's not coming for a year. And all this nonsense we're reading about, Cam's happy to be a backup. No, he's not. Mm. Cam's not going anywhere to be a backup. Well, he shouldn't that's either. That's not happening. No, that's not happening. There was a break today that said Cam's happy to be a backup. He's not happy to be a backup. He's going to wait for someone to get injured or someone to get HFE, feet, and he's going to go into a facility, get scanned by the doctors, and sign a one-year deal for $24 million or something. Mm-hmm. so that's what's going to happen they've obviously got the guy that they want um, good luck to them because they're going to need it free <laughs> agency was actually really good for the Chargers. I think they did well in free agency the Brian Belaga trade was really good yeah well that is a good move yeah
0: um, um, 30 million is not a bad price for him either Linville Joseph no 10 tackle, million yeah yeah 30 million over three years yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, Linvald Joseph 17 million on a two year deal um, Chris Harris as well from you. That's a good pickup.
1: Um. Um, it is the only thing I would say with Chris Harris is um, there was a couple of times last year. I love Chris Harris. You know, I, I you do to the point where I I bought his Pro Bowl shirt. That's how much mm-hmm. I love Chris Harris. <laughs> um, the problem was last year there was a couple of times he was getting burned on the outside. He was playing inside. He was moaning quite a lot on because uh, he was had been forced to play on the inside. Um mm. Vic Panjo didn't want him playing on the outside because he just lost a little bit of his speed. Um so the choice there was basically play him on the inside, don't let him go and get burned on the outside and let him get looked after a little bit by Will Parks, who had the speed. Yeah. Um the issue now, of course, is the fact that he's going to LA to play on the outside where he's comfortable and where he has been comfortable in years gone by. I just don't know if he's got that level of coverage anymore. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm not overly concerned because we gave them um, Chris Harris, and they've given us uh, Melvin Gordon. So, I wonder which one I'd rather have.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Dave. Moment of truth. What what record are you giving them for next year? Five and eleven last year. Zero <laughs> oh, six in division.
1: I I struggle to say that they'll get anything less than maybe seven or eight. I think they're a decent team. I think they've got good, solid players. I just don't see them having a quarterback who's going to win them any games. Now, in the NFL, it's a dirty league. It's down, it's dirty, it's rough, it's hard.
0: Uh, phrasing?
1: And when push comes to shove, I don't think they've got the personality there who's going to be able to win them that game. And that's that's really where I struggle. Their, their actual roster is stacked with talent, really stacked with talent. And I don't know. I think I'm going to go eight. I think I'm going to go eight. Same as the Raiders.
0: All right. I'll go. Uh, I'll go four.
1: Ooh, Ooh that is low.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's low, but I mean, it's only one lower than last year, and they had Phil Rivers there.
1: They did, but last year they also they also lost Derwin James as well. Which They're is about to get even worse,
0: then. Dave. They're about to get even worse.
1: I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. I really do. I mean, if you're right, then the Broncos finish with nine wins, and between them, the Raiders and the Chargers only get ten. So. If you're right, I'm more than happy with that. Yep. So based on this, what we're saying is that for you, the Dolphins get make the playoffs. The Steelers yep. make the playoffs. As, these are as winners. Dolphins make the playoffs. Steelers make the playoffs. Uh, Titans make the playoffs, and the Kansas City Chiefs make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the three wild card spots go to the Ravens, the Bills, and either the Broncos or oh, and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Ravens, Bills, and Broncos. That's yours.
0: Sounds right to me.
1: Yeah. Mine's slightly different to that, but I'm just naming teams. So if I'm named too many, everyone will get confused. So,
0: and we've got some differences there from this year, it's
1: not exactly the same teams yeah. going through again that, that were in there last year. Yeah. So, I think the big differences between you and I, um, are the Jets. Um, we've got a two game swing there, but that's a significant two game swing of eight and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've also got a difference on the Titans. I've got six. You've got nine. Uh, Colts. I've got 13. You've got five. Mm-hmm. That's huge. <laughs> um, and then the other swing is the Chargers. I've got eight. You've got four. Yeah. So, yeah. Good swing there. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's excellent. I mean, we were originally thinking
0: we could get through all of these. I think maybe quite naive in hindsight that we get through the entire league. Oh, but, yes. Uh, oh yes. We're going to have to come back and do it all again for the NFC, Dave. Uh, my butt's gone to sleep I don't know about yours but uh, (laughs) um, voice is gone mine's fat and fancy eat a beer or something you know just to get through the rest of the evening I'm halfway through a Colnsberg yeah that was the AFC review Um, I think we were pretty thorough Uh, we're going to come back and do the same thing again for the NFC soon if you've got any comments on you know what we've just said about your team (laughs) let us know we're on Twitter at Jim and the King or at Denver Dave 30 Uh, you can go to JimandtheKing.com to check out all our footage there go to youtube and type us in there we've got stuff that uh, we pop up there periodically probably even maybe do something here i might be able to break it down a little bit yeah but until next time then i've been jim that's been denver dave and thank you so much for listening